Hello, Internet. You are now experiencing technical difficulties. We are playing an extra special game of Call of Cthulhu tonight, led by a guest keeper, Rena. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Keeper Rena, your keeper for this evening. Um, I am a Call of Cthulhu and general horror gamer from the Old Ways podcast, uh, the Horror on the Orient Express and Vampire the Masquerade campaigns. And you've might have also heard me on Ain't Slayed Nobody, which is Down Darker Trails' Call of Cthulhu. So I get around. And tonight I am very much looking forward to leading this particular group through the Necropolis. This is a scenario on Chaosium's Cult of Chaos. It has been modified by myself uh, for this for this game. I've added some things to it, so it's not exactly the way you might see it if you go check it out yourself, but it's a very good scenario, really easy to run, and I highly recommend it for new keepers and new players, or just very, very experienced people who want a good old-fashioned pulpy romp. Awesome. And so our players tonight are me, Ethan. I am playing Illinois Jones, a uh, archaeologist. <laughs> no surprise there. Uh, and we have also... This is Dan, and I am playing uh, Dr. Thomas Baker. He is a professor of languages. And I am Lord Percy. Uh, this Well, it's Ben and uh, Lord Percy Lethbridge Stewart. I guess I'm the, the financier of this expedition, so. Yes, you are. All right, and we have an NPC with us uh, this evening, your bodyguard, soldier, and muscle, uh, Sergeant Hank McCoy. So let us dive right into things. You all wake up. It is pitch black. You have no idea where you are. The ground feels hard and cold and stone-like under you. You can't see a goddamn thing. You can't really hear much. Where the fuck are we? So, first off, I'd like you all to make a sanity roll. Yes. Excellent way to start. Oops. Always got to start with the sand loss. Well, 74 doesn't look good. How about is my sand? Uh, uh, nice, but it is 40. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not a lot of sand points. <laughs> so everyone failed, it looks like. <laughs> so uh, you all are going to lose only three points of sand. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> one. So 1d4 on that fail. Uh, as you all feel alone, you are isolated, you are cold, you are not where you were last night, you're fairly certain of that, but you don't know where you are and you can't see anything. So uh, you all make a bit of an involuntary reaction as part of your sanity loss. So, uh, Lord Percy, you let out a bit of a scream. Just not not a loud scream, yes, but more of a a, a shriek. Um, and Doctor Jones, you try to sit up too quickly and you hit your head on something. Oh. Uh, and Doctor Baker, uh, you try to stand up and you stumble back and you are against a rock and it makes you cry out. So you can hear 
movement now, all of you. You've heard Lord Percy, you assume, letting out a bit of a shriek, and Dr. Baker has just let out a low cry after a little bit of a thump. Yep. What would you like to do? Who's there? I'm here. Who are you? It's Ellie. Oh. Well, and, and, well what, and, the and, hell, what in the hell happened, man? I have Baker no idea. Uh, Baker, check, is that check you? My check, check my pockets for the matches. Hey, you fumble around in your pockets, and you do find your matches. Excellent. Do I find some, I don't know, uh, wax? Oh, wait, candles! Uh, you do, do I have a candle? You do. I will light a candle. Alright, so Dr. Baker lights up a candle, and Ugh. you can see in this very dim light that... Uh, there's Lord Percy uh, on the ground looking a bit disheveled, and there is Dr. Jones, who's just stumbled into a bit of a rock, and your bodyguard, Hank McCoy, is sitting up looking groggily around like he's rubbing sleep out of his eyes, trying to figure out where he is. Um, so is there, is there room to stand up in general, or, uh, uh, and Illinois was just under something? Yes, there is room to stand up. It just okay. looks like uh, Dr. Jones stood up in a place where the ceiling was a little bit too low and bumped up against it. Okay, I'm going to reach my hands up to try to touch the ceiling. Uh, I'm going to search my pockets. And, All right. You know, look at my clothing. Am I wearing the clothing that I went to bed in? or Give me an know, intelligence I... roll, Lord Percy. Okay. Um... That is a, I guess int is 50, so. Oh, God damn it. You're averagely intelligent. Yes. And Dr. Jones, you can reach up and talk, touch this little bit of rocky shelf nope. almost, but then it goes over it. it. Okay, so um, you're, you're not it? sure, Lord Percy, because um, you don't remember last night. Actually, you're kind of not sure where you are at all. Hey, what am I doing here? Why am why am why am I not in in London right now? Hmm. I think we're in. Oh cave. wow! Not even, not even remembering. Like I guess yeah. That that's just gonna be the thing I'm gonna mm. think about is like what's the last like concrete memory mm. I have that's the most recent. Well, your head is kind of swimming. All of you, your head is swimming. Everything that you see, it could just be the flickering of the candle, but it also is kind of wavy and and almost like you're waking out of a drugged sort of trance and it's hard to really remember anything. But uh, Dr. Baker and Dr. Jones, you can give me intelligence rolls if you would like to try to remember. I would like to try to remember. Fifty-six <laughs> out of seventy. Wait, what? I got <laughs> the same thing you did. Yeah. Yeah. Again. again. We well, we've but that makes it for me because I have a oh, sixty. Yeah. So. Uh, do we have the amount of luck that we have that's listed on a sheet? Uh, you should. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so if we wanted to spend luck, yes. Yeah, so remember, good. you can spend luck. All right. So you've both passed your intelligence rolls. So while Lord Percy is just kind of muttering something about his butler uh, in the background, the Cambridge parties. Yes, um, he, he doesn't seem to be quite sure where he is. The both of you have stood up and you're kind of looking around in this flickering candlelight and the sergeant has come up and uh, is pulling his revolver out of his pocket, checking to make sure that it's it's still in service. And the mist starts to clear a little bit in your heads and you 
remember, you're on this archaeological expedition, searching for a lost temple. Uh, you, yes, that, that that's what it was. The 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 local dig team that you'd hired had told you that there was something out here in the desert, and that. Uh, it had never been discovered before, and so you all came out, and you were digging, but it was months of work, and we're getting exhausted, and then... I was really exhausted sitting in that shaded tent, watching the dig. <laughs> yes, Lord, Lord Percy did a lot of sitting in his chair, uh, but he looked very tired while he did it. Especially mm -hmm. exhausting. For it's hard so, to get good brandy out here. <laughs> but you remember... Was it yesterday? You're not sure, but you remember hearing the dig team crying out that they'd found something buried in the sand. And, and it was a slab, a, a stone slab set into, into the sand. And it looked like the entrance to a tomb, maybe. Uh, maybe someone very important out here. And you had all decided that on the next day you were going to open the slab and you were all going to go in and investigate. This could be a find greater than Tutankhamun's tomb that Howard Carter discovered. It was an exciting night. And you remember sitting around drinking whiskey or tea with your foreman, Muhammad, and then feeling a little sleepy. Hmm. And then really tired. Mm -hmm. And that's. The last thing you remember. Were we drugged? Uh, we tea with Wahhabit seems to have been a bad choice. Do we have any enemies? I can't remember. That's <laughs> ah, the I'm, I'm shocked, shocked that he left McCoy with his weapon. If that's what happened. There wasn't like a big old bunch of Nazis digging like <laughs> 10 minutes away from us or anything, was it? <laughs> or like some asshole French guy. <laughs> uh, well, there, there was an asshole French guy at the dig site that was a few miles down, but a little early for Nazis to be digging gotcha. out here. Okay. Um, it, is, it is 1923. So, uh, but as the sergeant is looking around, he mutters something to you, Dr. Baker. He says, hmm? I do you hear that? No. Come here. And he, he starts, he crouches a little bit, almost like he's moving through hostile territory. And he, he moves up to what you can see now is this big circular stone slab at the okay. end of the room. It's behind oh. you, behind where you were laying. And he lightly pushes on it. It doesn't move. He says, I hear something out there. I listen. will listen. So I give will feel it. <laughs> yeah, you you don't hear anything. No, nope. you, you hear sounds like a rock. Yeah, you you hear wind and you hear a, a bit of sand coming down from above you, but hmm. that's it. Is that the way out? Is that the slab that was covering? We're, we're underneath it. I'm lighting oh. a cigarette in give my cigarette a, holder. Give me a, <laughs> give me a hand here. We see see if we can push this open. Well, what what else is in this space? Is is it a large hmm. space or is it like just what we see? And that's it. Mm -hmm. So if you start looking around, um, the first thing you notice, Dr. Baker, is that there are strange symbols all over this rock mm -hmm. that the sergeant has pulled you up to. And, and you can tell, especially because you've been touching them. Mm -hmm. uh, th there's a lot of them. It's from ceiling to floor, it looks like. And then Lord Percy lights up his cigarette. You get a little bit more light a little further down and you realize you're in some kind of tunnel. So uh, the symbols are not hieroglyphic? 
Well, that's the interesting thing. Give me an occult roll. Okay. I could do a cult. Yeah, I, I have a chance. Um, are, are, are you looking at the up there with them, Lord Percy? Or are you still I sitting there? I guess I will. Yeah, I guess I'll walk <laughs> over and look. 27 under 30. <laughs> nice. All right. So, uh, Lord Percy, you can give me an occult roll as well uh, as you come yes. ambling up to look. Yep. 35 out of 60. All right. So the two of you are, are looking at this rock um, and the symbols on it. And some of them are hieroglyphs. Hmm. But there's also some in very, uh, there's like five or six different languages on here, you'd say, and you don't know what the other ones are. They're all symbol languages, but Hmm. you have no idea what they are. But based on the hieroglyphs, both of you recognize the, the lines from the hieroglyphs. These are warding symbols. This is this is a prayer to keep some something inside. This could be a hell of a fight if we can get out of here. Come on, McCoy. Let's would, would they thing yeah, would, would they put the symbols inside the thing they're trying to bottle up? Or yeah, what, where thing? are the symbols facing, and where are we in relation mm-hmm. to the thing that should be kept away, kept <laughs> sealed yeah, forever? Yeah, exactly. Are we on the same well, side of the bad thing, or on the other side? The the symbols on this side are indicative of. Uh, based especially for you, uh, Lord Percy, and your extensive studies. These are the symbols you put on the inside of a door of something you want to keep in. There's other symbols you'd keep on the outside to prevent people from breaking in. This is to prevent mm. something from breaking out. Awesome. Hmm. Well, are there, uh, are there are there any other, you know, symbols, uh, anything in here? Well, if you look around and Dr. Jones already was while you were mm-hmm. looking at the door uh you see that this whole tunnel leading down to what what looks like maybe another slab or another door at the end it's hard to tell because it's wreathed in shadow you see murals of the kind that you find in egyptian tombs these really brightly painted murals of you know life in in egypt and, and people doing things you think you'd have to go have a look at, at what the actual stories are being told, mm-hmm. but you definitely see these, these paintings running up and down the sides of these walls. Well, let's get this door open back to the outside air, and then we can have a better look at everything's down here. McCoy, help me shove on this thing. <laughs> Lord Percy and Dr. Jones, you can both also give me listen rolls now that you're at the slab and I'll do one for Sergeant okay. McCoy. Okay. Got a 50%. So. Oh, I make this one. Oh shit! Okay, I make so, it as a an extreme success. Eight. Nice. Yeah, uh, I made a uh, not extreme, but mm-hmm. go exceptionally good success. Tw- at okay, twenty four over fifty. So a hard success then. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Doctor Jones and Lord Percy, you hear outside what sounds like a fight. Oh, as far as you can us. tell. Mm-hmm. There, oh, there's multiple people. <laughs> there, there's multiple people. It sounds like, and you hear you hear one Arabic dialect that you recognize from some of your dig team. There's a different dialect from some of the other members of your team because you had a team from two different villages, and you hear some yelling, and then you hear a gunshot. Hmm. It's it's the diggers. They're having some sort of fight out there. Ah, oh, God! Did you hear that gunshot? Oh uh, yeah, let, let's let's get this thing open. Uh, is that a wise idea, <laughs> or should we wait till after the fighting dies? No, down? we should get the hell out there so we can help them out. Uh, uh, I think it would be better if I 
to wait. Wait in the dark in a cave for someone to come and pry it open and blast us with a gun? I mean, oh, we don't, don't know if they're that. going to do that. It, uh, is the is the candle flickering at all, or is there any air movement? Oh, that's a good question. The candle is not flickering. Yeah, um, we, I also, might be, we might not have extra oxygen other than what's in the room. Yeah, I do have a question. Like, how large is this room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it extend? Does it extend it deeper into the earth, or? Yes, it def- it definitely slopes slightly downwards, and mm. you can see this arch. It looks like it's it's covered with a stone or something at the other end. It's hard to tell from this end because you've mm. only got the candle and the cigarette. But there's definitely another direction. It does go further into the earth. Um, you okay. can give me archaeology rolls if you would like to. Uh, nope, I can't. Well, Doctor Jones is going to continue shoving on this thing until it becomes okay. obvious that I can't get it open. <laughs> All right, so you can <laughs> give me a strength roll. <laughs> you can give me a strength roll, Doctor Jones. Ninety-one. Oh, I suck yeah. Yeah. You cannot get it open. Yeah, you, you strain your wrist slightly. Ow! Ow. Damn it! It's stuck. This thing's really uh, heavy. I'm not sure. I can't touch tonight. Did not get a one percent, so no archaeology for me. Not a surprise. Okay. All right. So, All right. Jones, Do- what do you make I'm, of this? I'm going to try archaeology now that I'm done shoving okay. on the door. Yeah, Do- Doctor Jones and the sergeant tried to push the slab open. It didn't budge. <laughs> Zero effect. All right. Casting about for, with my archaeology, I roll a sixty out of seventy success. Excellent. All right. So you know, uh, based on your work so far, Dr. Jones, about archaeology and specifically Egyptology and what we've dis- what we've discovered to this point about Egyptian tombs is that there's usually another entrance or at least a secret exit mm-hmm. so that priests can go in uh, or could go in and do uh, sacrifices or add things to treasure, things of that nature. So you might find that there's another way out if you go further in. Yes. Well, that's a better choice, better, better plan than sticking here and shoving on this thing that weighs a billion pounds. I mean, if we all tried, does it look like it would budge or nah? It is a 12 foot tall stone slab. Mm. (laughs) How did they get us in here? Nope. That's a great question that I don't. How did we get in here then? Well, again, there must be a secret interest that someone used to. to Perhaps there's a mechanism. Uh, I'm spot hidden. Okay, give me a spot hidden. I have some of that. Well, not enough. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Fifty nine over forty five. Yeah. So save luck for later when it's important. Probably yeah. wise. And it's not just, no, you find nothing. You find nothing. You might have seen something. Or, or you find something, it triggers a trap. It's just, yeah, no. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the mummy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So Sar- Sergeant McCoy has given up trying to push on this slab. He was feeling around looking for, as you did, Dr. Baker, he was looking for a mechanism to open it or something. And he just sort of shakes his head at you. Uh, he pulls out uh, some matches and lights a candle of his own mm-hmm. and uh, looks down the hallway and says, don't know who left us in here with our stuff, but at least they left us candles, I suppose. Fortunate. But How many do we have? I have three more. I've got two more and some cigarettes. 
We should probably burn them one a at a box time. Of matches and cigarettes. I have a hip flask and a journal that I could potentially make. Um, I also have a cherished heirloom of my choice. So I would like to my cherished heirloom to be a uh, my great grandfather's pocket watch, or actually my grandfather's pocket watch. Okay, so, so you have what your... time does it say? Mm-hmm. Uh, it says it's four o'clock in the morning. Okay, well, make sure, make sure to keep that thing wound. Oh yes, yes. So the sergeant starts making his way down the hallway with his lit candle. Uh, He's doing a a good job of being a bodyguard here, looking around, making sure there's no threats. And he waves behind him for you to follow. All right. I'll put my battered hat on. (laughs) Yep. The the theme music plays behind you. Grip my trowel. (laughs) Because I don't have any action that's your special weapon instead of the, the bullet. A, I don't know it's a weapon, but it's definitely a trial. It's seen me through thick and thin. <laughs> oh, I have a field guide to archaeology we could light up if we need to. That's got to be right. thick. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's go. Right. And rubbing paper could be critical. Oh, actually, it could be critical. Let me get a rubbing <laughs> of the symbols on the door. Good idea. Oh, good idea. Nice. All right. So you make a rubbing of the symbols on the door, and then you all start moving down the hallway. So as you move down the hallway and you look around uh, in this sort of oppressive air, you can't help but be caught by these murals. They're, they look almost freshly painted. That's how vibrant they are. You saw some of the, the ones that Howard uh, found when he excavated Tutankhamun's tomb. Obviously, you've been to other exhibits and you've been to other tombs. You've mm-hmm. been to the pyramids. But... These are so bright and fresh. They look like they could have been painted a year ago, not thousands of years. The colors, the the bright blue of the lapis and the green of the reeds and the collars of gemstones around the, the wealthy people depicted in these pi- pictures is just striking. Even though there's some cracks running through a few of them uh, from age you assume and also with the pressure on this underground necropolis they're really striking and Mm. then what catches your eye dr jones and we're going to ride on your successful archaeology role from a minute ago Mm. um is there is what looks like a pharaoh here and he is standing on piles of skulls and others are bowing before him. And as you move down the wall, it's almost got this effect of looking like he's trampling on these on these people. They, they are being ground under his heel. And there are none of the other symbols that you would normally associate with this kind of imagery you don't have any life symbols you don't have the nile you don't have any of of the other fertility symbols you would usually expect to find down here you just see death this is highly aggressive militaristic it reminds me more of assyrian stuff that you Disturbing. don't see this much in in egyptian art there's usually at least some sense of the are there subtitles in hieroglyphic there are some hieroglyphics. Can you read them, Dr. Baker? Uh, 70% hieroglyphics says probably. Well, give me a roll. Okay. 
Hoping to avoid that part of it. Oh, yes, I can. All right. So a not a normal success. So you see a reference to the servant of the black pharaoh. Servant of the black pharaoh. Hmm. Uh, and you know this uh, black pharaoh chap. Sounds yeah. familiar. Does he sound familiar to Animus? Not really. He, he does bells? not sound familiar at all. Um, the cartouche that is used for the Black Pharaoh is not a cartouche you've seen in any of your studies. Oh, it's okay. it's not associated with a recognized with a recognized ruler. Huh. And, and if it is not raised, I will copy it down. And if it is raised, a rubbing. Yep, you can make a rubbing okay. very easily. Yeah, I will make a note. I will note it down in my journal as well. All right. So the these images get progressively more distasteful mm-hmm. as you go. And you see as you come to the end uh, of, of this hallway, uh, Dr. Jones, there's an image that looks really interesting. And you you go up closer to take a look at it and it looks to be the symbol for eternal life. And it is hovering over this image of this pharaoh. And you notice that he's holding the crook and flail of the two kingdoms of Egypt, but he's holding them upside down. Mm. And this symbol of eternal life above his head is also inverted. This is not iconography that we've encountered before. And the period we were looking at is, is not, uh, is, is there any possibility this could be fake? Is it, it, it is any of the paint like still? Oh, I sure hope not. It'd be quite a waste of time if this was fake. Oh, so this, it might be a lot safer be. for us if it's fake. Would have or a lot more you. dangerous. I'm not sure which. Oh, Incredible. you don't believe that curse that uh, happened to the guy from Tutankhamen, do you? What curse? Didn't that? Yeah, something? that happened. Really? Yeah, he's oh, no. dead, isn't he? Well, I mean, took, I mean, the pharaoh. I mean, obviously. No, I mean the guy who discovered Tutankhamen. Oh yeah, yeah. Was allegedly. A, a Randolph Carter. No, no, something, something Carter, Carvin. I don't know. Howard Carter. Howard yeah. Carter. Yes. <laughs> he is he dead yet, or I guess not. Nineteen thirty-two. So nineteen thirty-nine. So yes, so Howard like... Carter. Howard Carter is still alive, but you know that there is a curse associated with the tomb, and that other members of that expedition uh, died within a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was bunk. They died because they were in a malarial infested place where they were not prepared to live. And anyway, exactly. It's not <laughs> likely the case. But this, this looks a lot more like a curse. I mean, there are a lot of curses. Okay. That's uh, they thought they would work on tomb robbers. Uh, would anthropology tell us anything about this? Anthropology, no. Okay. You could a, a give cult. me a cult, yes. Can we all try a cult? You can. Well, you might as well, because it, it looks just <laughs> perfectly not a cult to me. 
totally not a cult. Oh my okay, God. so I got a 63. Say. I would like to spend three points of luck to make that a 60. Which oh, you actually have got a cult. Do it. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So what what specifically are you trying to determine here, Lord Percy, from looking uh, at it? So I guess uh, for, I guess, is the iconography of this uh, uh, scary pharaoh similar to other, like, occult rumors or in, like... Mm-hmm occult text that I would have learned in uh, Cambridge or, you know, amongst the, you know, bo- men, gentlemen's clubs where we, you know, dress <laughs> up and, uh, you know, we mm-hmm. all know. Yeah. The, we all the know. Gentlemen's clubs mm-hmm. with the so, rituals. So uh. this, this does not look like anything that you've really come across in your studies, Lord Percy. Uh, there is a lot of occult iconography that comes out of Egypt, mm-hmm. and there, there's something about this that is so different from anything that you've studied that it makes you a bit uncomfortable. But it does look to you, if you correlate it in your head with some iconography from other, what you might call a death cult. Uh, in mm-hmm. other places, including in the Middle East uh, and in some part. It's uh, life in exchange. Oh, for and it's not the it's not the the traditional Egypt. No. Egyptian eternal life with like Osiris and yeah no it, it's coming back from it's definitely world. physical life and that's something that's interesting to you Lord Percy and if are you gonna mention this to the others uh sure yeah okay. seems like it's a promise so, of eternal life what you know about Egyptian culture of the past is they saw life, this life as being preparation for the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Everything they did was preparation for the afterlife. And the fact that this iconography seems to be talking about a physical life is a little weird. Okay. (laughs) Hmm. Very weird. It'd be in fact, in many ways, blasphemous to Egyptian religion to try to live a permanently in the current life because it, would simply be delaying the uh, greater advancement of life. Yeah. Mm. Well, perhaps the reason we haven't seen anything about this before is, you know, no one likes to air their dirty laundry, surely. I suppose. Perhaps. Someone must Um, have made all these uh, murals, though, so whoever this pharaoh was at least had some sort of uh, servants. I mean... Or following. Perhaps, uh, perhaps their their name was you know given how blasphemous this uh, this version of uh, this you know blasphemous this idea is. Perhaps they've been uh, scrubbed from you know their name's been removed forever. Yeah, first time, which is exciting. I think. Yeah, about a a pharaoh that's been purposely forgotten by the uh, Egyptian uh, royalty, and uh, so with all the. All the drawings, all the you know skulls. Do you think? Do you think it's like if you sacrifice this many you know living people, you get to come back or stay alive or something? It's in, in exchange for something. I am not yeah. sure exactly. I'm what sure it's not something we want to give up. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? This is all nonsense. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, or cleverly and faked. As you're 
having this conversation, you hear from just a little bit beyond you at the end of the tunnel, you hear Sergeant McCoy yelling, found something. You're going to want to see this. Oh, okay. Well, perhaps it's a way out. I doubt it. already. So you go down to the end uh, of this hallway. Uh, you're seeing deeper cracks in the walls here. Uh, some hmm. of them you almost feel like you could fit your hands behind them almost. Well, but <laughs> the murals continue in the same sort of uncomfortable, violent theme. But Sergeant McCoy is standing with his candle aloft and he's looking down at what looks to be a chest made of gold. Ooh. And it's Ooh. in front of it's in front of what you thought was this stone slab at the other end, but as you come closer, you can see it's made of plaster and there is a hole in it at the bottom. Uh, and this chest is resting near the hole. Oh. Hmm. Uh, like there's a hole in the bottom of what again? The plaster in oh, what okay. you thought was a s- stone slab when you looked at it from the other end of the hallway. It's actually a plaster slab. Okay. Yeah. Um, does it, is there air coming from this hole or can we see, you know, can I like light a match and mm-hmm. is the hole large enough for me to like throw a match down into it? Yeah, the hole, when you crouch down towards it, uh, it is big enough for a person. Uh, the sergeant might have trouble if he tried to go through it a little mm-hmm. bit just because his shoulders are very broad, but it doesn't appear to be a hole that goes down. It looks to be a hole that goes through. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, let's. I will. Well, let's, does anyone want to draw chest? straws? Well, I mean, what about the golden chest? Is there anything yeah, around it or symbols or anything? The chest. So the golden chest is about six feet tall. Oh, okay. And Ooh, six feet clothes. long. It is That's... massive. Yeah. And is it a sarcophagus? It's not a sarcophagus. It is a chest with a lid on it. And huh. it. Looks about the same size as the hole in the plaster. Oh my. Like maybe huh. it was dragged through the hole or someone chipped the plaster away to drag this thing out of there. But then didn't keep going. Maybe they are were there any uh, are there any hieroglyphics on the chest? Yes, you Re- see a, you see a lot of hieroglyphs and some very very typical Egyptian imagery as well. Iconography all over this chest. It looks like there's a mm-hmm. lid on top that could be lifted. Uh, and there's these symbols all around the edge. Uh, and then the main part of the chest itself, the body of it, is free of any iconography except for the same imagery that's on the lid repeated around the bottom. So okay. this imagery on the lid and stuff, is it? does it A, look like the non-Egyptian writing that we saw in the door? Or and or B, does it have any of that symbology related to the Black Pharaoh from the murals? It has the same iconography uh, related to the murals on the walls, as far as okay. you can tell, and it has the same cartouche of servant of the Black Pharaoh. Gotcha. So <laughs> that uh, though it is related to the, it's not like a total. It's not like the nor- This is not any more normal Egyptian than the other stuff is. Does well, it look like we could get the lid off if we really wanted to? I mean, I it's kind certainly, of want to. 
It certainly looks like you could try to lift it, and it's I'm it's a chest. Not sure that's a good idea. Why? Know, I am still an archaeologist. We don't want to disturb this thing until we're, we have. We're trapped here. Perhaps there's something. You know, we might as well make this whole excursion worth if, it. If it's made of gold, that lid is going to be impossible for just us four. They're not usually made of solid gold. They're usually like inlaid with gold on the outside. Well, so is this a stone chest with inlays of gold, or is this really gold? Well, are you, ins- to- are you inspecting it to try to find out? Sure. Okay. Uh, hidden. Mm, nope, that's going to be either archaeology or appraise, one of the two. Well, I have a 5% in appraise. <laughs> credit rating? Could I use I credit rating to recognize it? 96. Doesn't matter what I used. I know what like authentic antiques look like. Um, and Hold on. Well, let's resolve Dr. Baker first. Um, What sure. skill were you rolling? Uh, appraise. And you had how much in it? Five uh, percent, and I rolled right, a ninety-six. So you, ro- you rolled a ninety-six. A ninety-six or above on a skill of under fifty is a fumble. Uh huh. So, um, you're looking at this chest, Doctor Baker, uh-huh. and you are convinced that it is full of riches. That the only reason they would make a chest like this is to fill it with something even more valuable than the gold it's made of. There must be a fortune in here. It's insane. Oh, How did it get moved? Oh, damn it. Leave it for the museum. Are, are there any wheels on it? Who do you think's donating to your museum, there, Jones? There's no wheels. There's no, no wheels. Are there any like like roller stick things that you would use to mm-hmm. move something like this? Like bunches of wood somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look around, you can see that it looks like there's some rushes. Uh, okay. That were laid down maybe in that hole. You can see them just at the edge. It's it's very dark and hard to see in there, but uh-huh. it looks like it could have been pushed along on those. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So that's let's, probably let's how they now got explore here. the the plaster hole that it. Uh, yeah, leave that damn thing perfectly. alone. And see if we can get out of here. Then we can send a team back to do this right. Well, no one's gonna steal it. That's for sure. Exactly, including us. Uh, Dr. Right. Baker. What are you going to fill your pockets with gold pieces? <laughs> so, mean, no, but I mean, it's fascinating. So yeah, Dr. Dr. Baker, as Dr. Jones and Lord Percy turn to look at the plaster, Sergeant McCoy looks at you. He looks down at the gold chest and he gives you a want to try. To what? Open it? He nods. Okay. What could go wrong? Could be something fun inside. Could be something useful inside. All right. Give it a... Like, you know, money. Like Uh, gold. Gold. Jewels. (laughs) Fabulous artifacts that could be sold for more than their weight in gold. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, we'll give it a lift. The sergeant is looking at Lord Percy and looking back at his bag, just kind of making a he doesn't notice we can maybe uh sneak a few things kind of look uh and so i I just all i care about after that wonderful fumble is that i I must (laughs) see what's inside it all right so the two of you lift the lid and as you're doing that lord percy and illinois uh what are you two doing 
Just, uh, I guess, like looking at the plaster hole and see peering if can... into the hole, pretty much. <laughs> peering so, into the hole. So, the it's large enough for me to go through it. I'd like to at least try to walk into it. So, you said it was like a six foot by how much? Just a huge lid, right? Mm-hmm. And we're able to lift it? Yep. So, it's not solid gold? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Which is a surprise to you because you're expecting to lift something really heavy and you put your back into it. Uh huh. And then it lifts so easily that you kind of stumble back the a bit. It just wants to be opened. That's yeah. why. I mean, it's, it's not on like a, uh, some sort of lever or hinge or anything clever like that, is it? Well, we'll see. Okay then. Uh, <laughs> but Lord Percy and Dr. Jones, um, you're having a look at this hole. It looks like something you can go through. And if you, you hold your candle into it, you can't quite see to the other side all the way, but you definitely see that this is some kind of tunnel, and it looks like this chest was pushed through it. Mm. Huh. Yeah, so that's it. They got are there it. any uh, are there any uh, hieroglyphs or murals on the walls of this tunnel? No. Th- this looks like it was a very, very thick plaster slab, several mm-hmm. feet in thickness. Um, that was sealing up this entrance or whatever it is, and someone broke through it with this chest. We chipped away from it just to get the chest out here. Hmm. Well, a lot I of good that it did them. Uh, can is there air coming from it, or like if we can? Mm-hmm. See yes, the... there there is a bit of very cold air. Ah, I think this might be our way out, uh, gents. Good, that's a good sign. What was the temperature like at night in this area? Hot. Even at night? At night. Well, at, at, because you're in the regular dig season, it uh-huh. cools off a bit, but it is still fairly warm out here. That Especially means that because- hole does not lead up. We're also, yeah, I mean, you know, look, we don't have any other, there's no other places to go. Right. So I'd like a group luck roll at this point. So whoever has the lowest luck, uh-huh. please give me a roll. 37. That's you. I have a 40. Yeah, Illinois, do you have a... Oh, something lower? Uh, sorry. Talking about rolling? Or just... yeah, do you, what's your luck? My luck is 40, sorry. Okay, so we're Okay, tied. so I'll roll because I have the lowest luck, which I failed. Yep. Okay, so as you're looking into this hole and debating about whether or not it leads out and as Dr. Baker and Sergeant McCoy are lifting this lid behind you the tunnel starts to shake and Ah! dirt begins falling from above and these murals crack a bit further Mm. and you suddenly get the feeling it's not too stable in here we need to get the hell out or in the, uh, the corridor they crawled into the room you're in. Okay. Uh, we need to leave. So what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? So Sergeant McCoy and Dr. Baker lift the lid to this box and it comes away surprisingly easily. Mm-hmm. And you look inside and there's a few amber beads. Huh. So just mostly six empty? Six foot by six foot box, and it's just amber beads. But it, it looks like the box itself, n- n- not the lid, but the box might be solid gold. Well, let's... Uh, is there anything in the amber beads, like something trapped in them, perhaps? No, they like, just look you know, like beads. 
Okay. So not like no insects <laughs> caught or anything like that? No. Just huh. beans. Okay, then. Um, <laughs> we well, need to get moving back now. Down. This is does not this a stable. Move? Give it a little shove. Does it move? When you try to push it, no. But if Sar- Sergeant McCoy starts helping you push it and it moves a little bit, and you see mm-hmm. some of these reeds under it still, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't move very well and it's very bulky. So it's awkward and probably there's a significant amount of metal, probably gold in it. Definitely. Okay. Well, I guess we're leaving that here. Let's cover up. Get out of here before the ceiling comes down on us. Yeah, get let's move. Yep. There's yeah. an ominous rumbling. Shit. Uh, I, I, I grab a bead before we do that, or a couple, just in case. <laughs> all right, you grab a couple beads, and all of you go into the hole. Yep. Yeah, if you're grabbing yep. beads, get me some too. There's no uh, other way out, so because in case this whole thing collapses and we get out, at least we'll have we, some sort of evidence. some some evidence we went somewhere. Yeah, get me a couple. <laughs> All right, I scoop up beads and stuff my pockets. There we go. All right, so you stuff your pockets full of amber beads, and you quickly all make your way through this opening in the plaster. Uh, It doesn't take you long to get through to the other side once you get in. Again, it's not a full tunnel. It's more of a blocked entrance that someone tunneled through. And Mm -hmm. Sergeant McCoy comes out first as he insists uh, his... Very broad shoulders had a bit of a hard time with this this tunnel, and his head hit the the top of it a couple times, but mm. he made it through, and he insists on going out first to check for for dangers. He carries a candle with him, and the rest of you come out behind him, and in this flickering candlelight, you see treasure. <laughs> this is amazing it is more than you ever thought you would ever find just from looking at the size of this room this is so much bigger than what carter found so much bigger it's like that scene in national treasure it really is there's there's gold chariots with mummified horses attached to rearing up as if to go into battle there's a boat it appears to be made out of gold and precious gems uh, and fans, ostrich fans standing in them. There, There's furniture, there's chests, there's stone tablets with strange writing on them. There's jewelry and large clay jars that are adorned with gems. And mm. it is just breathtaking. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are going to be rich. Carter can suck it. <laughs> ah. I never got uh, over how he beat me once. And I'm going to uh, key in on the on the symbols and, and markings. What do we got here? What does it say? Now Polo, actually, actually, Craig. I- um. So you're. Uh. Are you going to something specific, Doctor Baker? I mean, what were the first ones I noticed? I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there anything um, on the walls near the door? Or- mm-hmm. Was there a door? Uh. Well. You came through what looked like a sealed off plaster entrance. As you all look around, you see that across the room directly in front of you. uh, Mm -hmm. So uh, you'd have to walk through all of this treasure to get to it. There is what looks like uh, an open space. uh, Another one of these archways that is not filled in. 
Mm-hmm. And um, there's what looks like to your left, it looks like there's a mural painted on the wall. Uh, and off to your right, there's an, another one of these archways. But this one is also f- filled, or is it stone? Hard to tell from here. And there's two statues standing in front of it. Huh. Well, what's the mural of? Hard to tell from here with your one candle that you're holding and the one yep. that the doc or that the sergeant's holding. You just see bright colors on the wall, and then they're kind of reflecting the glint of this gold as you move around. You can move your way to your left and go up to see the mural if you would like to. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll meander that way. Okay. What are the rest of you doing? The the sergeant is starting to fill his pockets with coins. Uh, I will at uh, least take something that, you know, can serve as proof that we were here. I want to cast about for another light source. Okay. Oh, so nice. um, give me a luck roll, Dr. Jones. Well, my luck is still at 40. Thirty-six success. Nice. So you see, there's all these clay jars. It looks like uh, many of them have seals, uh, uh, royal seals, and that's interesting. But you look past it and you see what looks like those long torches that you hold. Yes. So the long sticks with uh, something flammable at the end look like reeds wrapped in cloth. Yay! Hollywood style torches. It's perfect. And. also, it looks like some jars of oil. Well, that seems convenient. Uh, let's let's get that going if I can. I'm going to I'm going to grab one of those up, dip it in the oil, uh, and uh, hey, get that candle over here. Let's light this torch up. Okay. Are there are there or more is, than is one torch? Or is it there's, just the? There's just three the torches. Yeah. No. All right. I'll grab one. Let's get. Let's just take two for now and keep one in reserve in case the other ones burn ah, out. Smart. But yeah, still so the candles. I guess. I guess I was heading over towards mm-hmm. mural, and as I do so, I'm dumping beads in favor of golden knickknacks. Don't dump the beads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All save right. some beads. Uh, well, so save some beads, but you know, you're pushing your way over through um, these stacks of treasure and all of these. Uh, jars and clay pots oh, and all. Oh, oh, oh! Do things. I recognize yeah. the cartouches on the pots? Mm-hmm. Are you stopping to look at them? I mean, I'm easily distracted. Apparently, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you stop to look at some of the clay pots, um, and you see the same cartouche on them. All of the dead but still alive guy, Dark Pharaoh. Yep the bl- the servant black of the Pharaoh. black Pharaoh servant, servant of the black Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, Wait, this is more roll. body parts than any one guy should have. Oh, if he keeps coming back. <laughs> they keep, give me a uh, luck roll, Dr. I, Baker. I, I, I mentioned that to everyone else. Um, you can also give me an archaeology I made it. <laughs> okay. So you made your, your luck roll, so I won't make you do archaeology on this. Um, these don't look like the, jar, the canopic jars that hold oh, okay. organs. These mm-hmm. look more like jars for holding grain. Uh, or maybe oh. jewels or something. Um, huh. So things that they would store for the afterlife, but there's no heads on them, so they're not canopic. Okay, good they to know. All, they put all kinds of shit in jars. <laughs> jars is what they had. I mean, jars is what you got. That's what you <laughs> use. Yep. 
Huh. Don't mm-hmm. break the jars open. <laughs> well, I'm not breaking the jars open. No, no, no. Okay. Especially with my original assumption, but that would I be am, very I disturbing. Am, I am furiously sketching the layout of this room. Okay. So Dr. Jones is making us making a sketch. Dr. Baker is going over to look at a mural if he ever gets through all of the other stuff in here. Yep. Uh, Lord Percy, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, I guess I am going to be appraising, looking at some of the, uh, looking at the most, the nicest thing here that I is, is that I can carry as a uh, proof that I was in this tomb. Okay. Give me a luck roll. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, so you pick up Lord Percy, this beautiful necklace. Uh, it, it's one of those full collar necklaces, those golden collars. Ah. Uh, it looks like outstretched wings that s- spread across the shoulders. And there is, interestingly, not, you know, the, the eye of Horus or anything, but a, a blue scarab beetle. Uh, it looks it looks to be made of maybe a sapphire or, or something mm. set Ooh. in the center of these wings. And... Uh, Lord Percy, give me a power roll. <laughs> awesome. Um, hold on, I'm just looking at my power. Okay, I had a power of 60, so. Oh, Ooh. one. Wow. Thank you for wasting that, that critical on uh, this. <laughs> so, uh, you feel like, as you're looking at this, it, it's beautiful, but you feel like it, it wants you to wear it. It mm. wants you to put it on. Oh, it is very nice. But I can resist the urge, though. Yes. So with mm. the one, you can make the choice of what Lord Percy wants to do here. Oh. I need a moment to think. You hear in your head. It is very nice. The scarab. Hmm. Yeah, you know what? What the hell? I'll wear it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you put it on. So um, you clasp this collar around your neck, and oh. it, it's almost like it was made for you, Lord oh, Percy. Man. It just fits perfectly. The wings go exactly to the edges of your shoulders. Oh, God. Yes. And the scarab just fits perfectly under your collarbones. Oh, wonderful. It looks, it looks great. Oh god. I'm gonna look at him. <laughs> Am I going to notice that he's doing this? Well, it's hard to miss the giant golden necklace he just put on. Oh Lord Percy, what are you doing? Don't what? wear the artifact. It's my per- it's the perfect size for me. Look, see, well, look, great. I pull well, it off very well. Well, you can wear it after we get all this stuff back to England and look, catalog. It'll be, easier it. than, it'll be easier to carry when it's on my neck as opposed to my pockets. Put it down, please. No, and- I'll carry it. I'll wear it out. I need something to remember this by. You'll have all of this to remember this by. We're going to get all of this out to the British Museum. It's going to be like, (laughs) okay, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm the one funding this expedition, damn it. Let me wear (laughs) this magic necklace. If you promise not not to touch anything else, I won't fight you over this. 
Yes. Well, that's I'll have it on top request. of a mantle, and then uh, I'll refer to this story. Uh, in what if I def since I will definitely survive this scenario. That's great. And yeah. Fast and yeah. While talking, <laughs> while having port and cigars with other men. Yeah, look forward to that. I'm just saying for the time being, don't touch anything else. So, Dr. Baker, you ambled to the back of this room. Well, not the back. It's more off to the left from where you came in. To the Um, mural. Yes, to the mural. And again, it's these really bright, vivid colors Uh um, that, like you saw in the hallway. And you see on the wall, there is what, what looks to you like the... Is 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 that Anubis? No, that's that's not Anubis. But it, it's someone with an elongated head, almost Ooh. in the same jackal shape as Anubis, but it doesn't look quite right. And he's holding the crook and flail, um, and but he's holding them upside down. Again. So actually, the black pharaoh as opposed to a servant of them. Maybe it, it's hmm. a little hard to tell. Because it's, it's just kind of breathtaking, and you notice oh. that the the lower body is wrapped up in in these mummy bandages, and in front of this being is a set of scales, mm-hmm. and on one side of the scales you see all of these corpses of animals. Um, there's a falcon, there's a crocodile, there's a cat, uh, and a bunch of other animals, maybe some snakes. They all look dead and they look like they've been eviscerated. And on the other side, on this on is what looks to be an, and oh. you, you see it here. hallway is apparently kneeling before this figure in, in, in these scales with its hands outstretched. Holding something or waiting for something to be put in them? Waiting for something to be put in them, maybe. Maybe it's supplication. Hmm. Um, you can give me an archaeology roll here. I've got a 1%. <laughs> <laughs> Anthropology? Uh, not 1%. <laughs> you, you, no. Um, I'll let you do a cult as well. Okay. A cult might work. Nope. Nope. Okay. So there, there's something uncomfortable to you, Dr. Baker, about this mural and the yeah. images. And, and you're just not sure what's wrong about it, but you know something is wrong. Uh, Dr. Jones, uh, your opinion. Let me take a look at that real quick. I give a quick summary. Oh, my necklace looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just keep focusing on the necklace. Has he found like a golden plate or something to look at himself? Yeah, uh, there's a giant bronze shield that can function as a mirror and you can be admiring yourself, Lord Percy. Uh, So, Dr. Jones, you you follow Dr. Baker over and you look Mm -hmm. at this mural uh, and you can give me a cult or archaeology, whichever is higher for you. Archaeology is way higher for me. Okay. And I succeed, 49 out of 70. Okay, so you recognize this scene 
as what happens in in Egyptian mythology when someone dies, right? Their their heart is weighed by Anubis, the god of death, uh, and it's weighed against. Hold on, that's not right. Usually, it's usually yeah, it's usually the feather of Maat, the feather of truth, Mm -hmm. and if the heart is heavier. Uh, then the feather, then the heart is fed to the crocodile god Sobek. But if the heart is lighter, then they're allowed to go into the realm of the dead with, with Osiris. But that figure is not Anubis. Mm-hmm. And you don't see any depiction of Sobek next to him. Oh, there's Sobek. And you realize all of those animals piled onto the, this weighing um mechanism here that one side of the scales Mm. they're all the animal manifestations of various egyptian gods oh dear you see horus there you you see the the snake that often represents set or sutek you see the crocodile of sobek the cat of bast like you're just looking at them and all of them they're all there oh it's like the gods of egypt are being weighed and whoever this black pharaoh is has set himself above them. Wow, oh. that's like some that's like some narcissistic stuff. Well, yeah, or that or Old Testament. Like there were certain well, also, I mean Akhenaten for example, uh was a was a monotheist and basically said that there was one god above all the other gods. Of course, that's why they tore all of his statues down after he died and Pretended yep. like none of that ever happened. <laughs> Maybe this is the same thing, and uh, or a similar thing, but more thorough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you're oh, having this how, discussion, oh, how sorry. much dust is in here? That's a good question. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Because I'll no doubt fa- fail it. Oh my god, I made one. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeehaw. All right. So as you're talking to Dr. Jones, mm-hmm. Dr. Baker, you're having a look around because something was bothering you. Mm-hmm. And you realize that what was bothering you was, well, there's there's dust, like there should be. Mm-hmm. But there's a place where it looks like the dust has been disturbed. Ah. Um, almost like a, a trail. Mm-hmm. And you, you couldn't see it where you were before, but now that you're up by the mural, there's this kind of low platform that you stood on to look at the mural better. And you can mm-hmm. sort of see the dust is not as heavy in one place. And it looks like maybe footprints. Look, Jones, possibly footprints over there. Someone, <laughs> someone or something's been through here before us. Ah, well. Get the hell out. Uh, yeah, let's follow uh, them. Maybe where's McCoy? Is he still around, or did something uh, unfortunate happen while well, we were all distracted? He, he was wandering around looking at things. You, you could still sort of hear him picking stuff up and talking to himself. McCoy, uh, damn it. Get over well, here. Well, while he's doing that, Dr. Jones... Takoi, stop um, touching things. <laughs> yeah, stop touching things. Um, I would I would like you to give me an archaeology roll. Okay. As Dr. Baker draws your attention to the dusty areas of the room. Dusty areas of the I room. I mean, less dusty, isn't it? 
Yeah, dusty and less dusty. Archaeology is all yeah. about dusty areas. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Uh, 57, I succeed. All right. Something else is weird about this. As you're looking down from this low sort of slab and, and looking at where what looks like those footprints are or that trail, whatever it is, you can see now from your vantage point, this treasure room is filled with treasure from various dynasties. Uh. This is this is not one specific dynasty that you would expect. You know, the, the treasures of one era. You see over a thousand years worth of, of treasure in here. From many, many different pharaohs' eras. Ooh. Like if a tomb was a predator, it was eating the other tombs kind of thing. And then taking the loot they dropped. <laughs> so, <What>? like, <laughs> you know how they were tomb robbers, right? Uh-huh. Well, maybe not all those tomb robbers were just selling it off in the marketplace. Maybe some of those tomb robbers were bringing the artifacts here, here over yeah. time. Because it would have mm-hmm. had to be done over, over like, years and generations, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless this mm-hmm. was, like, later... Like this tomb was constructed later. Right, than the murals look so almost new. It's it's well, there's certainly bizarre. enough to to keep someone in uh, keep someone comfortable for uh, you know several generations of people comfortable for a while. I mean, I think and that would make sense. As you say that, you hear a deep manly scream and a gunshot Ooh. from the other end of the room. Oh, yeah. What the hell, McCoy? McCoy's found something. Hey. <laughs> What the fuck? You hear? What, what was it, McCoy? Uh, McCoy appears to be like you can see him if you move a little bit past some of these statues and and piles of treasure. He's standing over by that stone slab with the statues that was on the far right. What did you see? He, he's standing there. He's got his service revolver in his hands, and his hands are shaking a little bit, and he looks wild eyed. Uh, Can we tell what he shot? Uh, If you get closer, you can. Pull it together, man. Go ahead. Put that pistol down. (laughs) Does anybody have psychoanalysis? I have have brandy, or I could intimidate him to like do a like shape up soldier. (laughs) Well, are are you going up to him to get him to shape up? Yeah, you know what? I think I will. Hmm. Anyone else going? Paying you, damn it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna going? lag behind. Okay. I'm yeah, I want to roll in I'm following Doctor Jones, so I'm not alone. <laughs> but I'm gonna lag behind. I'm going right, to intimidate so. him to chastise uh, my paid servants, <laughs> like my father taught me. Um, Go get him, Lord. Uh, <laughs> well, um, you, you can you can try that in a moment, um, because first, as you go up to the sergeant and you start yelling at him, you see what he's looking at and what he shot at is one of these. Statues. Mm-hmm. There, there's these two statues of guards. It looks like standing in front of the the marble or not, the stone slab. One of them's holding a spear, and the other one's holding a kopesh, this curved kind of uh, Egyptian sword. And he's fired at the one with the kopesh, and you're looking at it, and it's not right. And you realize it's because the body is human 
it's not a statue that that's an actual body a mummified human body uh-huh but where the head should be is a mummified crocodile's head uh, and well. you can almost feel it looking at you and i'd like a sand roll from lord percy all right as as, as the sergeant is just gibbering it's looking at me. It's looking so that is a there. 50 out of 57. All right. So you're only going to lose one point for that. Okay. And, and you just feel so uncomfortable. And, and the sergeant gibbering next to you doesn't really help. He's like, your lordship, just, just you watch that one and, and I'll take the other one. And you look over at the other one and the other one has a jackal's head where the, the human head should be. And it's just this mummified body in a kilt and holding this massive spear and they're just they're just standing there and their eyes are glinting in the torchlight uh jones baker dr baker you might want to see these these are uh these uh, are not statues they're human corpses and it seems like someone was a vivisectionist in their day because they have animal heads so that displays an absolutely uh, sophomoric understanding of <laughs> Egyptian mythology. <laughs> and oh, is Ma- there something written on those? M- McCoy is like, I'm not going anywhere near them. Don't, don't go near them. They're watching. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. You you tell me if this, these seem... Uh, I mean, they look very human. I agree. I agree with McCoy and the "don't go near them" part. Don't go near anything. <laughs> Let's find our way out of here. I, I, I have to agree. And uh, if it's not something to decipher, I'm not going near it. Yes, let's let's uh, let's see. Let's maybe inspect them under the light of day when everything is safe. Uh, and let's go. Oh, so, can we follow up on the slightly less dusty trail? Yes, you absolutely can. I was encouraging Jones to do that, actually. Yes, okay. I'm going to try that. I'm, I'm going to take a look. All right. So the trail, it looks like boot prints. Ooh, like modern boot prints? Well, it's Egyptians, ancient Egyptians certainly didn't wear boots. They wore sandals, but those mm. definitely look like boots. Mm. And they're... Hmm. Is that... Give me a tracking roll. Track. Do I have that? No, I don't. I have a 10%. <laughs> well, you Could can you try. use something like Spot Hidden? Or... Uh, not does, with it. Does McCoy? It. Yeah. Uh, McCoy is going to try to track as I well. Can't close. I'm, I, you know what? No, I'm just going to... Well, I'll leave McCoy. Uh, he failed. He's he's still a bit shaken. Okay. I'm going to spend saw. 11 points of luck. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. So... On that success, Dr. Jones, you notice that it looks like the footprints went towards that hole in the plaster that you came through. Mm. It looks like they were pushing something. Well, what but then you also push? see them you also see them moving back. They're they're now walking towards this open archway that you're uh at the back of the room. So it looks like they went out there. So that's good. That means we can probably get out there too. But that, does that not mean that uh, they might that whoever these boots belong to might be the ones who put us here in the first place? That seems pretty likely to me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we should be on guard in case they're still lurking about. 
Yep. How many of us right, have weapons? McCoy, get in front. <laughs> All right, McCoy, stop looking at those statues and get get your ass over here. <laughs> yep. You you pull him away, and he just like I don't don't like it in here. Well, you, you see, we don't you, want you to got, like it in here. He's got multiple necklaces on and a bunch of things shoved into his pockets. Hey, hey, McCoy. Well, no wonder we... you're feeling guilty. You took so much out of here. Can you drop all that shit? <laughs> Focus on not dying. Just let's, let's let's just come on. Let's 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 go. And he moves. Come here. Hmm? Come here. I'm going to try to take one of the necklaces off of him. Okay. So are you like reaching over and grabbing it off him? Oh, yeah, I'm going to like gently uh, if you'll let me. Okay, so give me a luck roll. Okay, <laughs> I can I intimidate him to like give him an order. <laughs> the uh, let's see, is that still good? No, absolutely not because I just spent the 11 look. I know that is a failure. Yeah. Okay, um, so you reach out for one of the, the necklaces and your hand touches this beautiful onyx and lapis sort of beadwork. Uh, it, it looks very intricate, but it also looks like you think the easiest one to pull away and you put your hand on it and I'd like a power roll. <laughs> that is a success on power. Okay. Normal success. So you could swear that you hear in the back of your head as you touch this, but it doesn't really matter because McCoy swings around and he punches you in the side of the head. Uh. So, uh, calm down, uh, man. I'm going to roll fighting brawl for him. That is a hard success. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Um, you're going to take five <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, I, I rolled really well on that. <laughs> Jacks me in that side so, of the head for um, half what, my points. What, what's your what's your max HP? My max HP is ten. Okay, so you need to roll a con save because yeah. <laughs> because you just lost half, half your max. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh no! Wow! Oh man! What what's your con? My con is fifty. Okay, so it's not a fumble. Um, but That's it, good. It could have been. Um, uh -huh. but. McCoy swings around and and as, but as he's lifting his hand before his fist connects with your skull, Dr. Jones, you swear you see something animal in his eyes. Mm. And then there's this blinding pain in your head and you drop to the floor unconscious. <laughs> not, I did not prepare for that at all. God damn it, man. Get a hold of yourself. As I'm screaming at McCoy. Let's, Don't touch let's all stuff. let's all harass the only guy with the gun. Uh, <laughs> I, I will first aid uh Jones because Okay. Know, yeah. Uh, he's to get my, he's my shield of meat between me and the dangerous thing. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. No! No, no. Um would you would you like to push the roll? Uh yes, sure. He needs to wake up. We need him. All right, so I, I, it is my duty as keeper to remind you that uh, if you fail on a pushed roll, things go mm -hmm. bad. But if well, you succeed, he'll wake up. Hmm. Then again, on 30%, perhaps I should not. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, uh, it is your character. Do you well, want me to give you a good chance of death? 
You know, I don't. I'm I'm unconscious. I do not have a say in the matter. You need to follow your conscience. All right, I, I will. I will not. It's like I don't know what I'm doing. Is what I'm realizing. Yeah, you you kneel down next to him. You think maybe you can. Maybe there's some blood you can wipe up, but it just looks like he got hit in the head really hard, and you have no idea what to do with head wounds. Yep. So you just wake up. Deep so, fine. Sergeant McCoy just grunts, "Don't touch my stuff," and he starts stomping into this uh, open space. Ugh. Um, Damn Illinois, me. give me uh, a D6 roll. Okay, D6 roll. Mm-hmm. Six. Okay, I'll let you know what happens with that later. So, uh, <laughs> what what would the two of you who are conscious like to do with uh, yourselves and your unconscious friend? Well, we're going to have to carry him with us. Uh, I guess we're just going to have to follow McCoy out of, yeah. this, uh, out of well, this room. How heavy is he? With the strength of 50, can I carry him? I mean, you know, if we both over the shoulder, we both put our yeah, we put a, our arm around each shoulder, and yeah, if you're if you're both uh, kind of half carrying him, then I'm not going to ask for a roll okay, for that. Then we will do that. Drag yeah. him with. All right, so you're dragging the unconscious Doctor Jones with you. Uh, you you uh-huh. move into into this sort of short, not not quite a hallway. It's not as long as the one you woke up in, but it's cold in here. Very Oof. cold. You, there is a noticeable temperature drop as you step through into this short hallway. Are and we like way underground? It's it's hard to tell where oh. you are exactly, but you didn't feel like you were slanting downwards when you stepped in here. It was just an immediate temperature change. Weird. And mm. the sergeant is standing in front of another archway at, at the end of this short hall. He's holding up a uh, a candle and looking into the room. He's just standing there. Well, what is it, man? Are there any other exits from the hallway, or is it just that? It's just arc? the one. Okay. What is it? You're going to want to see this. No more <sighs> creepy statues, I don't think, but you should see this. All right, so let's, let's see this. I, I guess I'm going to pick up the torch that... Illinois Jones have and mm-hmm. move forward. All right. So you pick up the uh, torch from your dearly beloved unconscious friend. I guess if uh, <laughs> I had critically fumbled on that last one, I could have dropped the torch and set my own clothes on fire. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, ki- I was kind of hoping it was a fumble. Not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am a chaos monger. That is my job. So, yes. um, so the two of you, go up to the archway and you and it takes a minute for your eyes to adjust because there's some smoke now coming off the torches but you realize immediately why the sergeant stopped at the entrance and it's because this room is full of tiny statues not like the the mummy ones you just saw out in the in the main room but there's statues that are only inches tall. There's statues that go up to five or six feet and they're just arranged in rows all through this, this room. And um, they all, they all have squat kind of, 
bodies with the arms crossed over their chests like a like a mummy and then the they've got the heads with the headdress oh. over them but not the crowns huh. um and it's you can give me an archaeology role if either of you would like to since your archaeologist is unconscious <laughs> That is not a one. Attempt a one. <laughs> nope. Oh, all right. So you don't know what these are. There's just hundreds of them. Uh, some of oh them my. are made of gold. Some are made of jade. Some are made of clay. Cults um, or, yeah, or, or anthropology. A cult? Are they like amulets of some kind? Um, th- they're not amulets because they're they're too big for that. But you can you can try giving me a cult. That might okay. might help you here. Yep, thirty out of sixty. Okay, hard success. So with the hard success, these are, you weren't quite sure because you were looking at them from behind, but as you move a bit closer, Lord Percy, you realize these are these are Shopti statues. Hmm. Um, these are statues that were made uh, when someone important died to be servants in the afterlife. Hmm. It was believed that the more Shopti you had, the more servants you would have come to life and serve you in the afterlife and the better materials you had the more elegant your dwelling would be the the richer favor you would find in the afterlife and there are hundreds of them and it's going to be hard to walk in here without stepping on them Are, are they similar to the treasure that they come from all different periods the thing with shopti is they didn't really change all that much that's uh, a over all right yeah over the dynasties the these appeared to be your regular kind of shop tea as far as you can tell okay um but as you're looking at these um you you look around the room as well and uh, dr baker the first thing you notice is that these shop tea are all oriented towards the back of the room so directly in front of you and you see another painting on the wall but this one appears to be bigger than the one that was in the other room, it covers half of the of the side and the entire back wall, and it's got mm. these bright, vivid colors again. And the shop tea all appear to be oriented towards it. Um, and Lord Percy, you notice following Sergeant McCoy's line of sight, off to the right, there's what looks like an altar, and mm. there's something on it. It looks like a, a symbol, maybe, okay. and uh, it, it looks like an onk, hmm. but upside down. Oh. Huh. And then your eyes follow the path of that onk down to the floor and um, see a skeleton in clothes, but definitely a skeleton. Wear- oh. Wearing boots, perhaps? Oh yes. Hmm. What would you all like to do? Are they holding something that might look like an onk? They're not holding an onk, no. Hmm. Um it you can see what looks like a leather satchel. Okay, that uh, might next, be worth looking into. Next next to the skeleton, yeah. Um does it uh does it look like so I guess my question is, uh, does it look like the skeleton or whoever, whomever this person was had a path to the, uh, to this altar through the, mm-hmm. uh, Shopti? Mm-hmm. So, so you look specifically for that and I'm not going to make you roll for it cause it's mm-hmm. easy. It looks like they ran through the Shopti on the side without caring. 
Oh, okay. And so they just, like, knocked it over. Yeah, there's some broken ones you see now. Um, some ones that are just knocked over, maybe too big to crush. But there's some of these smaller ones look like they've been cracked into powder. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll follow that path to the skeleton. Dr. Baker? Uh, are we dragging with the good doctor? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm Someone wanting is, to know. It's <laughs> you and me or not at all. So your call. I'd like to leave him with McCoy and you. So Okay, then. Uh, if you can get an idea of how old the, <laughs> you know, the era the clothes are from, that might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I guess um, he's got a leather satchel, so presumably kind of modern-ish. Mm-hmm. I guess let's does and if it if he has clothes, does he have any pockets that I can maybe mm-hmm. sort through? Okay, hey, so Lord Percy is going over to investigate the skeleton. Uh, Doctor Baker, were you going with him, or were you going to continue your mural gazing habit? Uh, well, I mean, uh, obviously <laughs> mural. If I could get there without having to go through these things, otherwise, I'm waiting with McCoy. Okay, and, and, and um, Jones, hoping Jones will wake up soon and tell us what the hell it means. All right. Um, you think you can pick your way through the shop tea if you're careful. So All we'll... right, I will I will slowly meander my way over <laughs> that right. way. Uh so Dr. Baker will start meandering over towards the mural. Um Dr. Jones uh mm-hmm. deposited uh, on the floor rather unceremoniously next to Sergeant McCoy. Um so give me a con roll. Can I give Dr. out a little Jones? groan? <laughs> yes, there, there's there's a uh... <laughs> ninety-two. You're still wow. unconscious. <laughs> I'm contributing. <laughs> <laughs> You're still unconscious. Um, so, Lord Percy, you make your way through the trail here over to this skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, the skeleton is stretched out on the ground, uh, and you notice the first thing as you get up to it, it looks like its rib cage was torn open. Oh, from the inside or from not from the inside, just like it's been ripped open. It's, it's been ripped open as far as you can tell, not from the inside, but there's no flesh. It's just bones. So it's a little hard to tell. Um, there's not even, there's not even like any scraps of meat or decay on it. Nope. I can't smell anything. Oh, wow. Hmm. Uh, but you do notice that this, the remains of this, whoever they were, they're, they're wearing what looks to be fairly recent clothing. Um, they, mm-hmm. They've got a, a, an old, um, out of style now, but was very much in style uh, a, a good eight years ago, kind of hat, fedora kind of hat, and uh, a long coat, and the kind of linen shirt that they wear out in the desert here, but it's mm-hmm. been torn open. Um, and the satchel is laying on the ground next to them. And the, the feet are pointed towards this altar. Uh, okay. The altar is stone uh, inlaid with gold and gems, and it is raised up on a slight platform. And you can see this inverted onk a bit more closely. Now it's, it's mm-hmm. clearer it's upside down above the altar, so it's not touching the altar, mm-hmm. but you see these wavy tendrils coming out of it, almost like tentacles. And okay. they're. How is it there? It's. 
there's nothing suspending it from the ceiling as far as you can tell. It's just hanging in the air over this altar. And Mm. you could almost swear it's probably just the light, but it almost looks like the tendrils are moving. It's probably just being suspended by a string or something that I can't see. Um, Anyway, I'm going to search through the satchel for the skeleton. All right. So in the satchel, you find a fairly decent uh, amount of small golden uh, jewel ornamented necklaces, pieces of jewelry, things like that. Um, Mm. You also find uh, a trowel. A flask uh, that is half filled with some kind of liquid. A German mm-hmm. passport. Oh. Um, a stick of dynamite. <laughs> and wow. a leather bound book, possibly a journal, but it appears to be written in German. Uh, and as you're looking through the satchel, give me a luck roll. Okay. Uh, 23 out of 37. So that's good. A blue beetle comes scurrying out of the bag and it crawls over your hand and disappears. Disappears into the darkness or into the darkness into my hand. (laughs) (laughs) No, you passed your luck roll. Okay. Um, Oh, gay. (laughs) (laughs) So that is what you find. Hmm. Uh, Dr. Jones, you can give me another constitution roll. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Jones. Oh, my me. God. <laughs> Anyone know German? <laughs> I don't know German, so it's uh, I wouldn't be any help. I do. Uh, but I, I no, could read but, German, yes. But, but you're, you're overlooking at a mural. So we'll if do, I make it back that. alive, yes. Yes. Um, so, Dr. Jones. <laughs> um, Growing piteously. Mm-hmm. Give me a power roll. Dr. Jones. Okay. Yes, this is going to get better. No. <laughs> Failed the power roll. <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Jones, uh, you're unconscious, but you find yourself somewhere. It, it's, it's like you're standing somewhere looking up at a field of stars, but the stars look wrong. These... These don't look like your stars. These these are not the stars that you've seen countless nights on digs, sitting out, looking up at the sky, wondering what you're going to find next. Something feels wrong about these stars. And then you look down and you realize you're not standing on anything, looking up. You are just floating in space, looking at these wrong stars in their very wrong places and it's cold and you hear a low deep chuckle reverberating throughout the galaxy around you Mm. and hmm? can I I cast my my gaze about. There's nothing here mm. except for the stars and the darkness. There's nothing here, but you hear this chuckle, and then you hear, "What do you want?" And we'll cut back to you in a minute. So, 
Uh, Dr. Baker, you made your way through these shop tea statues very carefully, picking your way through the rows. You managed to find an area where it was mostly the larger ones, so they were really easy to move around uh, so that you wouldn't knock over any of the little ones. And you come to this mural, and again, there's that odd feeling of looking at fresh paint, almost, as you look. Mm -hmm. Um, But you kind of cock your head a little bit, and you look in closer, and you can't help but move and take in this whole scene your head just sort of moves on its own Mm. you see there's a chariot Um, this chariot is drawn by two horses that's not quite the right word but it's the only sense your brain can make of what these creatures are and it's on a cliff Mm -hmm. Hmm. it's on a it's on a cliff and you see standing in this chariot is this same figure that you saw in the halls mm-hmm. uh, and the one who was kneeling in front of whatever that figure was in the main treasure room. Only this time he he looks, he's not in supplication. He looks proud and he looks defiant and his skin now is, it's not even black the color of black it is is so dark you don't don't have a word for it it's just the absence of everything else it is the absence of everything it's like looking into a void except for these piercing eyes and you see the two crowns of egypt and he's holding this upside down crook and flail and he is staring down into a plane and you follow his gaze down and you see a white city hmm It's Egyptian-ish in architecture, but it doesn't look like any city you've ever seen. It's it's not Thebes. It's not Memphis. uh, It's definitely not Cairo. It's nothing you've seen before. And this figure is looking down towards that city, and you see smoke rising up from it. Mm. But you could have sworn it wasn't there a moment ago. Mm. And then you see this small row of of ants maybe row upon row of ants marching towards the city but they're not ants they're soldiers but they weren't there a minute ago either and you follow that implacable gaze around the mural and you watch as these horrific creatures these soldiers march into this city and begin tearing the residents apart Uh, You see some creatures with five or six limbs and no heads. You see others that have multiple animal heads on one body. Um, You see other creatures whose geometry is just so impossible, you cannot make sense of it. And it Uh. almost feels like you're in this scene. It's happening around you, like you're standing in it. You can smell blood and you can hear screaming and you're watching people hearts being ripped out of their chests if i can i turn away you cannot that's what i was figuring yes as you're looking you're you're just caught up in looking at this mural and you watch as the pharaoh whoever he is is drawn into the city in this chariot you watch the wheels crushing bones beneath the beneath him beneath the hooves if that's what you can call them and you see one of these servants kneeling 
next to the the chariot and holding up a great blinking a bite out of it and his head turns and you swear he's looking at you dr baker as the blood drips down this void amidst the smoke and the screaming it doesn't look friendly no it looks like a sanity roll actually i thought it might weird <laughs> nope oh my uh so and you can't spend luck on sanity rolls as i recall you cannot okie dokie okay so you're gonna lose eight points of sanity there whoa um so give me an intelligence roll please oh that's quite a bit okay so i need a 60 i got a six um the intelligence a... roll is one thing you don't want to pass. Yeah, this is the one you want to fail. Oh, no, I got really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nope. uh, when you lose five or more points of sanity in one go, um, yep. if you pass your intelligence roll, that means you understand how wrong this is. Uh-huh. So you're looking at this and you're feeling this and you're smelling all of this and you're looking into those deep void-like eyes. Dr. Baker, you know this is wrong. This should not be happening, but it is happening. You're looking at some kind of shifting living mural, and you know these things happened. Maybe are still happening. It's hard to hard to reconcile it in your brain. It's like a moving but, picture made of stone. It doesn't make yes. any sense. I was going to say and, that it's it's the new uh, total <laughs> total War <laughs> Warhammer Three footage uh, for the new factions. <laughs> and it's it's breaking something inside of you, Dr. Baker. And so I'm going to give you a choice. Would you like me to roll for your bout of madness? Or do you have an idea for something that you would do in this situation for your bout mm. of madness? Bouts of madness summary. Hmm. It doesn't have to be from the, the table. It's just like There's what, lo- what is something... Just looking Mad. for inspirations. Um, you know, roll. Nothing's right. coming to me. Thank I mean, you. fainting seemed like the logical thing for the way I've been playing it, <laughs> but eh. uh, All right. So I rolled. So mm-hmm. Dr. Baker, you cannot make sense of this. It makes sense, but it doesn't. And mm-hmm. the colors are filling your eyes and the the blood trickling down this thing's mouth. It's just it's just too much. And you drop to your knees and you realize you can't see. You've gone blind. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Hysterical blindness. That's gonna last for ten rounds. <laughs> Great. That's going to hear him screaming or. Yes. So Lord, Lord Percy and the Sergeant hear this loud cry. Ah, what the fuck? Uh, And the, the Sergeant comes running towards Dr. Baker without even paying attention to any of the statues, just knocking them over right and left. What is going on? What's happening now? 
Dr. Baker, you can talk. You just can't see. Oh. Uh, the, uh, hmm, your mural moved. The, 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 is it black or dark? I think black pharaoh? Black pharaoh. The, the b- 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 black pharaoh staring at me while eating someone's heart. Grab Does, my chest. Not I guess mine. I'm going to like look at the thing, the mural now. Maybe don't. All right. Well, so he does it. Lord, not says that. Yeah. <laughs> Lord Percy, you see the same images mm-hmm. and you get this overwhelming feeling of horror and dread. And I'm going to need a sand roll from you. Great. Uh, 62 out of 56. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to lose six points of sanity. Woo. Give me that intelligence roll. Damn. <laughs> Here it goes. I'm glad I'm asleep. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All, I, all that happened to me was a uh, cold cocked. Well, we'll see how my sanity does mm-hmm. <laughs> while being asleep. I'm pretty sure that did not succeed. Uh, into out of 50. Okay, so you failed your intelligence roll, which means you just do not process this, Lord Percy. That you refuse to accept that this is happening, and your brain just goes, "Nope, Mm-mm. nope." Well, there's something fucked up about that mural, um, and you're not even going to acknowledge it. You're able to rationalize it away. Uh, it, it's Very the heat, or mural. yeah, or or it's the light, Stress. or something. Mm-hmm. No, uh, he, so just, he just mm-hmm. doesn't have the. He's just freaking out. That's why he's uh, he's having this reaction. Uh, so, Doctor Baker is. Mm-hmm. The, so, Doctor Jones. <laughs> Doctor Jones. Yes. <laughs> um, you have heard this voice from around you in the void saying, "What do you want?" I, I want to bring this discovery to the world. I want people to know about this. Oh, I want people mm-hmm. to respect me. Ah, and there's this low chuckle. Respect. It's always something like that with you, little mortals. Respect, honor, glory. Such puny little time wasters. But I can give you that. I suppose. I'll take it. Will you serve me? Sure. Why not? (laughs) Excellent. And you suddenly feel this horrific pain in your chest, Dr. Jones. <laughs> it's, it's, it feels like you're on fire. Uh, every nerve is exploding in pain. And perhaps it's the pain that makes you wake up. Oh, what a horrible dream. Oh, my God. Did you awake? What the hell happened? Oh, God, too much is happening. Crutch, clutching my chest. Oh, did someone stab me in the chest? Yeah, so you clutch your chest, Dr. Jones, and you feel through the thin fabric of your shirt what feels like a brand. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm going to tear my shirt open to take a look at it. You see a deep black burning brand in your chest. Of an upside down onk. God, what did you guys do to me? We didn't, I didn't do anything like that. McCoy, you didn't do something, did you? 
McCoy, did you did you what? hit me? No. What? He turns around. He's got his gun out. He's pointing it at you. What did you do? What did you do? I don't hey. do anything. You were hey. the one who waving that gun around. Stop waving the gun around. You're all you're all going mad. What is wrong with you? Yes, it seems like everyone is now. Where's be fine? Where's Doctor Baker? What's wrong with him? The mural can't see anymore. The mural moved. I wouldn't suggest he's just having. He's freaking out. He the stress has finally gotten to him. It's real. It can't be real. You know. We found out. Have you found a way out of here yet? Not yet. Uh, There is this onk. I guess like now I'm going to turn my attention to the floating onk. The center of the floating room. Onk? Yeah, it's floating uh, above the. Yeah, it's floating above the altar. As uh, you think, you you can't really see anything holding it up. It's just hanging well, I, there. But you can't uh, see anything, Baker. Right? Can <laughs> I uh, poke it with my cigarette holder? You can. Okay, right. I would like to. All right, so you poke it with your cigarette holder, and I would like a power roll. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, 72. I'm pretty sure that is not, uh, uh, 72 out of 60. I'm wondering, hmm, I think I maybe, I might spend 12 points to save myself here. So do you you want to? Oh man. Hmm. Well, going crazy is pretty fun. So, uh, <laughs> but everyone else is doing it. Why be a copycat? Yeah, I know that's that. That is true too. Well, I mean, you don't actually know. I'll just let it ride. All right, <laughs> it's what one shots are for, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you go to poke it with your cigarette holder, and as you do that, you can hear this kind of whispering in your head, and you feel this collar. This gold collar warming mm. up slightly, almost oh. if it's, as if it's responding to your mm. movement. And so you, you can't help it, Lord Percy. Your hand reaches out. You drop the cigarette holder and you put your hand around the loop of the onk and you grab it tight. Okay. And it is cold. It is an unearthly cold. You feel like it's freezing and burning you at the same time. And you fall back onto the ground, clutching the onk. And Dr. Jones and Sergeant McCoy see Lord Percy begin to convulse, like he's having some kind of epileptic seizure. And Lord Percy, you feel your body shaking, and you can hear yourself screaming, but... You're you're looking up and you're you don't know where you are. What's happened? This should not be happening. This is you. You were promised. You were promised. And you see the the priests. They're standing over you with their bald heads and their their robes. And you you feel agony as one of them shoves a hook up through your nose and begins to draw your brain <laughs> out through your nose. And you're trying to scream and protest, no, this shouldn't be happening. But they're pulling and pulling and you see your brain being discarded as food for the crocodiles. And you feel your chest being split open as these acolytes come up carrying canopic jars with the, the four heads of the 
of the canopic guardians and you feel your own organs being removed from your body and ceremoniously placed into these jars. And uh, great. And you're you're trying to scream at them this is wrong you, you were promised you were promised. But no one can hear you. Well, um, and I'd yeah. like a sanity roll, please. Yeah, I think. I think <laughs> Eighteen out of fifty. Obviously, it's just fast. fine. All right, so you're you're only going to take a D four for that. Why wouldn't you expect it to be turned into a mummy in a, in a dark? Okay, so you are going to lose four points of Sam. Okay. Uh, as the pain is tearing you apart, Dr. Jones, you see this happening and Sergeant uh. McCoy goes running over to Lord Percy, trying to, trying to hold him down to keep him from having a seizure. I'll stumble to my feet and go try to help. Uh, I'm trying to like McCoy shove something into my mouth or something. I'm going to go like try to help McCoy with that. after staggering to mm -hmm. my feet. Yeah. Dr. Baker, you just hear screaming. <laughs> Dr. Baker, oh. stop stop moving around. <laughs> I'm not moving around. I'm just kind of you know, yeah. fetal position at this point. Spot. Yeah, curl up. That's probably the best. I am curling mm -hmm. up. All right. Like you do. Mm -hmm. So you have your uh, interesting shenanigans going on. Uh, Dr. Dr. Jones, as you come over towards this altar, uh, give me a spot hidden. All right. Sixty-seven. Let's what's my spot hidden? Come on, spot in fifty. Uh, can I spend some luck you, on this? You can spend oh. the luck. You can push the roll. What would you like to do with that? Push I'm the going, roll. I'm going to push the roll. I'm going to cast push about behind there. Uh, okay. You know, scrabbling around with my on my hands and knees to try to okay. uh, find it. Find right. whatever it is. There's surely there's something over there. Oh, 33 success. All right. Um, so you're scrabbling around on your hands and knees. You're trying to find something to help, maybe uh, something to shove into Lord Percy's mouth so that he doesn't bite his own tongue. Um, and you find uh, what looks like a handkerchief, a modern handkerchief. Perhaps it belonged to this corpse um, on the ground. As you pick it up, you look up, you see four canopic jars arranged in front of this altar. Ugh. There's four jars in front of this altar. And I've got the handkerchief. Okay, I'm going to give the handkerchief to uh, McCoy. And then I'm going to take a look at these canopic jars a little closer. Mm -hmm. All right, so McCoy shoves the cloth into, uh, into Lord mouth. Percy's mouth. No one knows sure better now, so... Yeah, uh, like... Well, Dr. Baker, you have no way of knowing if they were there. No, no, I was nudging them. That's why yeah. I didn't say it aloud. Yeah. Um, so it, it would have been hard to tell exactly in general because there's so many jars and statues in here. Um, the reason yeah. Dr. Jo Jones noticed was because, one, he's an archaeologist and he knows the difference between a shabti and, um, and a canopic jar. But he yep. was also on the ground. Uh, and so and he, unconscious. he saw them. Yeah. Right. I'm coming, out of, I'm coming at it with fresh eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm distracted by all this stuff that you guys saw earlier. It's fine. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Lord Percy, you start coming back to yourself. Your yeah, eyes slowly. And yeah. <sighs> and may maybe you pat your chest to make sure that you haven't been split open. 
No, nope, still there. As far as you can tell, you've still got a brain. Nope. Think. I can and- feel it in my nose. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Dr. Jones, you were looking at these canopic jars? Yes, what's going on mm-hmm. with them? All right, so you recognize the four traditional jars. Yes. Um, there's the four sons of Horus, right? So you have Happy, uh, Imseti, Dwamatef, and Kebenesef. Mm-hmm. protecting the lungs, liver, stomach, and intestines. And th- that's normal. That's Those were the main uh, organs that they considered to be useful for life. Mm-hmm. Not the brain, of course. They threw that away. But um, you notice that there's a fifth jar. And this one has... This one doesn't have an animal's head. This one has an upside down onk. I'm going to peer at it closely without touching it. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it looks like your regular canopic jar. It's clay. It's, it doesn't seem to have any imprints or anything. It's got the upside down onk on it. Maybe it's a symbol of, you know, this extra cult, this weird upside down onk death cult thing. They must have some extra canopic mm-hmm. thing. I guess maybe it would be another part of the body. It's very possible. Nobody knows how to get out of this room, do they? Uh, Speaking of which, everybody, uh, I'm going to need a group luck roll. So whoever has the lowest luck. Well, it's probably me at this point. I'm at 29 (laughs) at this point. There you go. I'm at 40 still. 29, bro. Sounds like it. Mm Mm-hmm. So (laughs) give us that roll. 44. (laughs) Okay. So... You hear, as you're looking at these canopic jars, and as Lord Percy is hyperventilating and stops screaming, uh, and Dr. Baker, all you heard was the screaming, and then it went eerily silent, and now you hear a thump. Thump. Where's the thump coming from? Ish. Give me a listen roll. It's okay. echoing. It's echoing around. It's really hard to tell. Five. Ha-ha. Oh, nice. That is a excellent, or whatever the hardest one is. <laughs> You're uh, hearing is sharpened by your loss of thoughts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so in, in your madness and in your blindness, Dr. Baker, you cannot shut out the sounds of, and with an extreme, it sounds like footsteps. Heavy, heavy footsteps. Are they coming from the, I don't know, mural? They are not. Okay, good. Where are they as coming from? As far as you can, they they s- seem to be coming from further away, uh, back towards that tunnel you just came through, or that hallway you came through. Doesn't huh. sound like they're in the treasure room. It sounds like they're beyond that. But you hear this heavy thumping sound. There's someone walking very loudly, gentlemen. Very loudly. Someone or something. Yes. It sounds Some like footsteps. I, I, I don't know. Should, should maybe leave. Where? Leave where? Well, I will say, you do have a stick of dynamite. And I also you do, have an upside down onk. You do. And you also know that the slab you were at when you woke up seemed yes. to lead outside. Because you could hear people outside yelling. You got dynamite? Did somebody say dynamite? Yes, I found <laughs> Maybe, dynamite. maybe, maybe, maybe uh, you said there's a German journal? 
Yes. <laughs> yes. But uh, you if can't you, read it. <laughs> well, you, but if you read it to me, I can translate. I don't know German. Just I don't like a, It'll be fine. It's more than a, not a great situation uh, right now. I think we should maybe wait, wait till we're in a safer position. First. It might have important information as to why he didn't do that. <laughs> do anybody? Do, none of us know German, so it is irrelevant. Uh, I do. Yeah. Like you're blind. <laughs> well, just then you can sound carry the oh, like sound it out. Um, It'll be fine. <laughs> So, um, Grossa. give me a luck roll, Dr. Baker. Okay. <laughs> to see if it's been long enough for you to snap out of this. 48 out of 40. <laughs> nope. You're still nope. blind. <laughs> uh, I like it. always was. Of someone phonetically ringing the German to the blind guy <laughs> who actually was German. <laughs> I think that's a great idea, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds coming well, towards us. Okay, so the the sound gets louder and Sergeant McCoy lets out a yell and he runs down this hallway back towards the treasure room. Huh. Yeah, let's just let's just follow the, Is, the Was there nowhere other way out of this room other than back? Nope. Okay. The the, the footprints the footsteps sounded like they were like outside and beyond the treasure room. Yeah, so the, the footprints led you in here. Mm -hmm. The set of footprints leading, or at least this area, plaster. Mm -hmm. The only exit from the treasure room was back through the plaster, or this way. As far as you can tell. Right, Okey-doke. It's a three-room. I, I, I do just want to ask, where are the loud foot, foot stomping coming from? Is that coming from the direction we came from? It's coming from somewhere in that direction, but it doesn't sound like it's in the room uh, that you were just in, the treasure room. Okay. Um, I think at least... <laughs> At least making our way back. If we know that uh, there's a door early somewhere, <laughs> yeah, let's, we can at least get access to. I, I say that, that sounds like the best plan. That's the, the only thing I can think of. Mm -hmm. I will carry that onk with me because you know, yeah. you know that whatever that was, if that was a real thing, which it might not be, I admit it might, not, but no, it was. Maybe we don't want to let it out. We don't. You're you're sounding crazy. You are yes. sounding crazy right now. We need yes. to get out first and then worry about if we, whatever if this nonsense we, is. If later. we let whatever that is out, if that's a real thing. What? Let, be, let what out? Is, tell, me what, tell me what you think we're going to let out. I will in depth explain the Black Pharaoh what I think it's doing. You had a you had a psychotic break looking at that mural. It's, no, I agree. It's, it's a very vivid clear. mural, but... You had a psychotic break. You're you're going. You're losing your shit, Doctor Baker. We need to get out first. I agree. We have to get out of here, so we can tell the world about this. Yes. Going, going through the going through the. It's bad. Give me that. Words mean things. Words mean things. Yes. Doctor. Yes. Blind man. Where do you Where do you suggest we go? Why don't Why don't we have the blind leading the sighted? Do you have a get suggestion? Group luck roll, please. <laughs> I think we should attract whatever's moving around so it hears us loudly arguing. <laughs> nope on the luck roll. <laughs> okay. 
Yep, that was inevitable. All right. So you hear a gunshot, and then you hear a loud scream. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Is the scream from McCoy? Sounded like it. (laughs) Does it sound like someone's ripping his heart out? Um, Yeah, wet snapping noises. With with that that extreme success you had on Listen earlier, um, I'll I'll say you, you, uh, you hear some squishy sounds. Something's tearing McCoy apart. You can't I, hear that? No, I'm going to bravely God. run to go try to help McCoy. Yeah, I think have to go see. <laughs> All right. Like I'll just, um, yeah. <laughs> You're just going to chill, Dr. Baker? Yeah. Dr. Baker, he's still, are you still blind? Oh, yes. Uh, well, you can give me another uh, yeah, we'll luck Dr. Baker, to see if, if you're... If I actually type it correctly, I can. <laughs> there we go. 58 out of 40. Nope. Nope. All right. You're still blind. You've, yep. you've got a couple more rounds. Uh, I'll tell you so, um, combat wise, but you're getting close to breaking it. Uh, 10 rounds mm-hmm. is bad. All right. Here, light so a, Light a cool. candle for him and give it. Hold this candle in your hand. It's lit. <laughs> you right. can see the candle. Come follow us. So they gave you a candle, Dr. Baker, and leave okay. you there. Um, so Dr. Jones, <laughs> Dr. Jones and Lord Percy, you go running into the treasure room. Yes. Um, are you both carrying torches? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you each have a torch in your hand. You run into the treasure room, and the first thing you see is that that stone slab that the not quite statue mummies were in front of has mm-hmm. lifted. Oh, and the next thing you notice is that the thing that lifted the slab is now in the room, and <laughs> you see this. Eight foot tall being. The body is of a very muscular man. He's got this long scar running down the front of his abdomen. He's wearing a kilt, the kind of a short Egyptian kilt. He has a collar, a gold collar around his neck, but his body is covered in pustules and sores. They're oozing noxious liquid. And his head is the head of a jackal. And it is massive and predatory and also oozing sores. And you see these massive teeth and there's blood dripping from its mouth. And you realize it's because in one hand it's holding what used to be Sergeant McCoy whose hand is dangling limply. The gun is on the ground. And it looks like a large chunk of his abdomen has been bitten out. Does it look like that he even shot the creature? If it, if we can see any blow wounds on it. Well, you can is give me a spot hit, hidden, but after you like, give me your sand rolls. Yeah, like probably <laughs> sand roll first. <laughs> yes, give me your sanity rolls first for seeing I succeed this. On uh, no. uh, that was a 55 out of 46. Okay, so uh, Dr. Jones, you you succeeded, so you're only going to take one point, uh, one loss there. Yep. But Lord Percy, you just lost eight sand. Oh, great. Um, I got to say, starting, you're rolling just like Dicebot. What was your starting sanity? My starting sand was 60. How many have you lost? Um, I've lost... Uh, A lot. Uh, yeah. Um, I gotta do mental math. 22? 
Okay, yeah. So you've lost more than a fifth. So you are now indefinitely insane. Um, so what that cool. means is you've anytime you lose any sanity, you automatically go into a bout, a bout of madness. Mm-hmm. So you don't even need to roll intelligence here. You are going into your bout of madness. And so, Great. Lord Percy, you see this happening. And... All right, so your bout of madness is going to be heroism. (laughs) You see this horrible, evil creature. You see it's just destroyed your bodyguard, the person who's been taking care of you for so long. Mm -hmm. And this is your chance, Lord Percy. Well, I've got a bunch of religious objects. Yes. um, So I'll I'll definitely wave them in front of him and say, Back! Like it's a vampire and I have a crucifix. I do have a crucifix. You want to borrow it? (laughs) You you can drive this thing back, Lord Percy. Your your father will finally be proud of you. Oh man, (laughs) he's never he's never he was he's he's never been proud of anything ever since he my elder brother died in the war. Um, But yeah, so I'm going to hold the upside down onk at it and scream, trying to command it. Oh, can I roll intimidate for that? I mean, you could definitely try. <laughs> yes. Cuz I mean, it makes sense for what you would do in your bout of madness. <laughs> oh, I'm going to spend I'm going to spend uh 7 points of luck to make that a 59 <laughs> out of 60. Well, you only need to spend it down to 60. Okay. Um, but here's the thing, Lord Percy. Yes. You grab these religious icons and you hold them up and you start yelling at this creature and it turns its head with its slavering jaw to look at you and then it looks down at your chest and sees this golden collar that you're wearing Mm -hmm. and you hear a (laughs) from the creature and it turns to look at Dr. Jones. <laughs> so it's <laughs> do I do I realize that it is looking at me in a non is it looking at me in a in a non uh threatening manner? It looked at you and laughed dismissively. You know that sound, you've heard it from your father many times. Oh man, he he does like to do that. He never he was never right after James uh was they didn't have a lot left of James to bury. Question was, who he tried who to do ha- a cavalry charge. It was it was not good. <laughs> Question who's actually carrying the stick of dynamite? Lord I Percy. I found it because I'm the one mm-hmm. Percy. Lord Percy has it. I see what I you're say doing as calm, calmly as possible. Lord Percy. Can yes. you hand me that thing in your belt there? Oh my. That, you know, that one. Uh, yes. Yeah, just hand it to me. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, you know what? Uh, wouldn't in my, uh, in my uh, madness, wouldn't I be like uh, confident that I can? I'm going to say no, because I'm confident that I have, uh, I can control the situation. Like back, foul beast. <laughs> back, hell spawn. All right, so we're gonna go into initiative now. <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> um, so this is where we go by Dex order. 
So mm. can y'all give me your dexterity, please? Uh, 60. Dex 50. Dex 45. Okay, so Lord Percy. And then, yeah. All right, so here's how this is going to go. <laughs> uh, you had your, your action, um, your response to seeing this thing when you came in. Um, so now we're going into full initiative order. So Lord Percy, you're going to go first. Uh, you've tried to threaten this thing. It looked at you and laughed dismissively. Dr. Jones asked for your dynamite and you're like, nah, I got this. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's because of the, the necklace that I have. Maybe if I throw off the necklace, I'll be able to, can- it'll, com- I'll have more respect over it. Okay. Give me a power roll. And it's going to have to be a hard success. Oh, boy. Um, Isn't right. that the thing you rolled a one on to, and then put it on anyway? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Never had that happen. Checking. That is a 21 out of 60. So that right. is a hard success. All nice. right. So you grab the collar and you yank it off despite the loud whispering in your head. Uh, you feel excruciating pain in your chest as you do so. Uh, you're going to take three points of damage Ow. as the collar tears away a large chunk of your flesh. Holy Ow. shit. Ah. And give me a luck roll. <laughs> Great. Uh, Yeah, no, 51 out of 31, so no. Okay. You managed to throw away the collar that took this chunk of flesh with it. But you swear you feel skittering around <laughs> your chest cavity. Mm. I'm, I'm sure that's nothing. <laughs> it's I'm sure probably it's heart palpitations. I'm in a very stressful situation. It is. So you've ripped off the necklace. And mm. uh, that's going to take your turn because you had to physically pull it out of your chest, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but you are standing there defiant with a bloody chest and some and holding it upside down onk. and holding the upside down onk in one hand and the torch in the other. <laughs> so, <Yep>. Dr. Jones. <laughs> well, he looks like he knows what he's doing, but I, I don't think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> that seems like well, a rational assessment. Dr. Uh, Jones, you're going to make me a power roll before you do anything. Uh, you got it. And uh, make it a good one. No, I do not make it a good one. I make it the opposite. Good in what one. sense? <laughs> well, not good for him at this point. There so, we go. Um, Dr. Dr. Jones, yes. you're looking at this. You're trying to figure out what to do. What, like, How do I help? How do I stop this? Mm-hmm. And the creature locks eyes with you. And you hear in your head a low chanting. It's not any language you've ever heard before. And then you hear this raspy voice say, Ah, we serve the same master. Fight with me. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Jones, you, you, you know instinctively that this creature serves the being you made a bargain with. Of course. It makes sense. The Black Pharaoh in the void. This is his servant. I mumble to myself. I look over at uh, 
I look over at uh, Percy. Still trying to hold it after I ripped. Like, yeah, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, sucker punch you in the back of the head. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, so give me a fighting brawl. Man, what goes um, around comes around. Fighting Lord, brawl aside, it's pretty, pretty sucky at this. So you Lord might have Percy, a chance. Um, you can't fight back because you're not expecting this, but I will give you the chance to dodge. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, and oh you're going to need it because I rolled a five. Oh no, I didn't dodge. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that is, uh, a, that is a that is a crit success. <laughs> yeah, that oh, is God. that is an extreme for our um, archaeologist friend here. Yeah. yeah, so that's going to be uh, full damage plus damage. So that is Jesus. One d three because I'm just whacking so, my fist. So it's going to be three, and then yeah. roll a d three. five points of damage <laughs> all right so uh lord percy what's your what's your hp your maximum uh, my hp is currently at five right now so oh so you okay uh five Are after he hit you no uh it was five after <laughs> okay. i ripped off a sizable right so oh, and then i just jacked you for five <laughs> so <Yeah>. lord percy <laughs> You are. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's zero. <laughs> yeah. So Lord Percy, you half turn to see Dr. Jones with mania in his eyes swing at you. You feel his fist connect with the back of your skull and you drop to your knees. Give me a constitution roll to see if you remain conscious. Oh, boy. My worst stat. <laughs> Ooh, um, I'm gonna spin luck to try to make this and to bump that. Spend twelve points of luck to yeah, make that into you, a forty. You might want to. <laughs> I'll uh, still be at right. zero HP. So you're you're at zero, but you're not unconscious and you're not dying. Yeah. So uh, you take this massive blow to the back of your skull and you collapse to your knees and you definitely got a concussion. Everything's starting to look hazy and and odd, and you can feel feel this weird skittering around your mm-hmm. chest. This is not a good day, Lord Percy. No, it's not. But you're still alive for the moment. So, uh, and you you hear, Illinois, you hear this deep chuckle, the one that you heard in the void echoing around your head. So, Dr. Baker, um, you are now out of your bout of madness. Oh, good. Things are better. Oh. Uh, What are you doing, (laughs) man? What have I been hearing? Oh, my goodness. You're sitting alone in this uh, this shop tea room with the skeleton and some canopic jars. And you heard the gunshot. You heard the scream. You heard your friends running off towards that room. Uh, And since then, you've heard Lord Percy yelling something. Couldn't mm-hmm. quite tell what it was, but he was definitely yelling something in bravado. I mean, that's bravado. Lord Percy for you, yeah. Yeah, that's Lord Percy. Uh, and then you've heard some movement, but that's it. What would you like to do? I don't suppose they left the journal with me, did they? Uh, did you leave the journal? I say yes, I gave it to I, him. I don't do I not. We, none of us like, could read it. Yeah. <laughs> we were really busy. All right. What, flip to Boy, that would be a really useful amount of your time would be looking at a journal wall. Uh, words will save me. I know words. Words are what I know. <laughs> like, what's he going to do in here? I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Something. Uh, yeah, really? Well, I know well, every- it, something involves blood and mine and going places that should be. So, no, I'm just going to read this. Oh, that's great. All right. So um, you sit down 
to uh, have a look at this uh, at this journal, um, and you see um, the the name. Um, it reminds you of someone you'd heard of before. The name is Sasha Carner, um, and it you remember. I'm not going to make you roll for this. You remember this person. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you remember an anthropologist named mm-hmm. Sasha Karner, a German anthropologist who went off on a, a dig um, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. during the war and mm-hmm. never came home. Oh, and, that where he went. Mm-hmm, so that looks like his journal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll give you something, something for that in a moment. Um, so you're looking at the end pages. I figured that's the place to start at a situation like this. Okay. Um, so you start trying to piece those together and we'll read the journal um, entries on the next round because it's going to take more than six seconds. So Weird. Um, weirdly. All right. Yeah. So it is now the creature's turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the abomination um, is going to turn towards you, Lord Percy. Oh, no. And it's going to lick its lips. And it's going to drop the body of Sergeant McCoy and it's going to try to grab you. You can ah. attempt to dodge. As I like try to like scuttle away from it. <laughs> yes, um, shuffle away on your knees. Yeah, I, I, I have a bleed, <laughs> on that roll. Bleed, even though like uh <laughs> Illinois Jones hit me in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I could oh no, it's 19. That's not gonna be enough to make it. I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to reduce it. To I mean, that would be the time to spend it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no. the good news is he missed you too. Oh, um, p- perhaps because of how your, uh, how your colleague dropped you to the ground. Uh, he met this abomination misjudged where your head was and swipes past you. So you're still alive for the moment. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, it is now your turn, Lord Percy. Well, it's a good thing. I have a, so the the onk does not seem to be working. Well, you haven't tried to do anything with it, other than brandish it in front of it. <laughs> Whatever you did didn't work. <laughs> maybe it would have worked if I hadn't cocked you in the back of the head. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, it's a good thing I still have a stick of dynamite. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, I guess I'm going no. to, to grab the stick of dynamite out of my pocket. Light it with the torch and just like toss it at the uh, monster. Okay, give me are, a throw roll. Are they in the room we woke up in then? Or is no, it somewhere they're in else? the they're in the treasure room. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a throw of thirty, so <laughs> which is still better than nothing. Is oh, I make it. I guess it I, that's a, that's a hard success too. That is a hard success. Wow. All right, so you. You throw it and it lands exactly at the creature's feet. And with a hard success, it doesn't seem to notice. Um, So let me make a roll here. Okay. I will let you know when that goes off. Um, (laughs) Dynamite in Call of Cthulhu does not go off right away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's probably a good thing, sort of. Yes. Otherwise, most investigators would die in their first session. Um, I don't understand your I mean, statement. More most of that, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Doctor Jones, it is now your turn. You, however, have seen Lord Percy light a stick of dynamite and throw it at this creature. Okay. Uh, quick, can I make a very quick 
ant roll to see whether it seems likely that I could get to this dynamite before it explodes or whether I should run away. Yeah, give me an ant roll. Eight. That's a good success. That's oh, a really good okay. Success. Um, you think it might not be a good idea to pick it up? Okay, I'm going to <laughs> uh, I'm going to run back in the in into the tunnel away from this room because I may be on the same side of this monster, but I still don't want to die. Okay, so where are you running to? Are you running towards the room where you woke up, um, or are you running towards? Um, I- the, feel, the room where Dr. Baker is. I feel like the room with Dr. Baker is closer because that's the one we came out of. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to retreat to that room. I'm going to oh, go okay. back through the tunnel that way. And okay. I'm going to try to get out of the uh, out of the mouth of the tunnel before the blast goes off. All right. Um, so you hear Dr. Baker muttering to himself in German as he reads the journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm take over. <laughs> uh, so as you were reading, Dr. Baker. Yes. Um, you come across three entries that look significant. The ones at the end. Yep. Uh, so third September, 1916 mm-hmm. today was glorious. We have found the entrance. Removing the doorway was difficult, but we created a pulley system that allowed us to enter hmm. more work greets us in- inside limestone chips have clogged the entirety of the tunnel. I've halted the removal of the stones until I've surveyed the structure and documented what we have learned thus far. 1st of December, 1916. Finally, the tunnel is now clear. Some of the workers have taken a great interest in the hieroglyphs in the passageway. Mm. Today, we remove the last of the stone chips and explore. The stonework looks unstable. It may be too risky to use explosives. 3rd December, 1916. Sutton is dead. The local laborer attacked us and broke his neck when he refused to be forced inside the tomb. Beware the children of the Sphinx. I plan on waiting a couple of hours in the hope that they have gone. I'll gather some of the jewelry and then make my escape. This place mm. will not be my tomb. I can hear well, noises. Luck, Something else is here with me. And that's the end of the journal. So that would have been useful before... <laughs> But not so much right now. He wouldn't wouldn't write Og. He'd just say it. (laughs) All right. Uh, So. Yeah, that that takes uh, Baker's turn. Um, So it's now the creature's turn, and it's going to try and grab you, Lord Percy. Uh, So you can attempt to dodge as it swipes down at you with a giant meaty fist. Got no other choice, really, so. Good luck. Oh, my oh God. One. Oh, one. one. I died. Wow. Could that right, be enough so. to get me away from the dynamite as well? I guess impending death really has motivated you. <laughs> yeah. <no laughs> <shit>. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, remember your bout of heroism. Oh, yes. Uh, so um, you can move. Like you're, you're feeling a little bit better. Maybe throwing the dynamite has cleared your head a bit. You feel like you can move. Okay. Uh, you're not going to be able to run completely out of the room just yet. But mm-hmm. uh, just enough you, to like, is it possible for me to like duck behind cover? I know like, yeah, the, there's, yeah, there's plenty of, there's plenty of items in this room. Uh, there's the chariot that I mentioned. There's mm-hmm. statues, furniture. You can hide behind some things. Yeah. I'll roll behind that boat. I remember okay. boat being mentioned. So, yep. So roll behind the boat and give me a luck roll. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> 
I am a brutal GM. 13, so, uh, 13 over 19. So that <laughs> nice. does make it. Okay, so you're you're able to hide behind the boat and you kind of crouch down and you hear this thing sniffing the air as, as if it's looking for you. Yeah, come on, dynamite. It is now <laughs> your turn, Lord Percy. What the fuck is a dynamite going to go off? <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled for moment. it. I've rolled for it. Don't worry. Yeah. I guess I'm going to... Mm. Um, I guess, uh, let me see. Do I have a hide skill? Do you have or... something to attack with? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do still, oh, I have stealth at 40, so I might try that to uh, hide. Okay. All right. Are you using it to try and stealth out of the room? Are you trying to stealth around behind it? Ooh, uh, McCoy's gun. Um, well, I mean, that, that didn't do so well for him because <laughs> it fucking killed him. Obviously, it was too close when he shot at it. Um, yeah, you know what, actually, I'm, I think it might actually be worth, uh, trying to, uh, stealth out of the room. If it okay. is it possible for me to get into the room that we, with, uh, the gold chest as, yep. as a, like, um, basically stealth game it. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely, um, move over in that direction towards the plaster. Um, give me stealth with advantage. Oh, okay. Because... So roll twice, pick the highest. Yes. Okay. Nice. Or rather pick the lowest. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh my or, god. Or you could just go with the other one you rolled. Oh yeah, a one. Damn. Uh so it's you like an expert stealth game hiding hiding under chest high walls and highly motivated. Alright, so you move with the shadows and yeah, you right. don't you don't hear it even turn in your direction as you make your way to the plaster and start crawling into the hole uh, that you came in through. Alright. Um uh, so next up is Dr. Jones. I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm telling, get away from the tunnel. There's dynamite's going to go up. Radio. I get behind uh, Jones. Lord Percy. Okay. Um, Dr. Jones, give me a power roll. Okay. No. <laughs> you hear in your head, sacrifice. I, I will look around for a uh, weapon of any sort or a bladed object. Uh, or a sharp pointy thing. You don't well, you've got the trowel on the ground next to the corpse, oh, but you've also got these statues that are good blunt instruments. I have a pocket knife too. Oh, oh yeah. Alright. So what would you like to do? I'm Dr. gonna break Jones? out my pocket knife to stab him in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Dr. Baker. Can I parry with the candle? It is um, just a pocket knife. You have a leather book, that might stop from pocket knife. Oh, that's true. All right, Block so with the book to... and then stuff the candle up his nose. Right. So, the only uh, move. Are, uh, are you dodging or are you fighting back? Um, These are if two I fight back, things. can I avoid damage if I succeed and he doesn't? Uh, th- the way it works is on a dodge, if it's a tie um, mm-hmm. on level of success, then the dodger wins. Okay. If it's a tie on attack and fight back, then the attacker wins uh, in degrees of success. Well, so, I guess I'm dodging because they're okay. the exact same value. Okay. And so, I'm not going to make it, but who knows? A 17, oh. I'm going to make it. That is 39. just the normal success. <laughs> 39 to stab you, so I fail. All right, so... Jones, uh, what are you doing, man? That's the thing. If you had fought back, you would have dealt damage to me instead because you succeeded. And that failed. might have taken you out because you're... Yeah, because you're almost wounded already. But you still get your own turn, so... Okay. Yeah, so Dr. Baker, you 
turn halfway to see uh, Dr. Jones stabbing at you with a pocket knife and you go, whoa, and dodge out of the way. I guess uh, I'm dodging back into the room with all the, the, the statue figure things. Did any uh, of those have weapons? I mean, that's we're where you are at the moment. We're still oh, okay, we're already in there? Yeah, the, we're there were weapons in the treasure room, but uh, that's where the... Yeah, I'm not going that way. Dynamite. dynamite. That's still um, not going off yet. Did the, did the German have anything on him? Uh, he had a trowel and he had the dynamite. Trowel's better than nothing. He's <laughs> <laughs> okay. got a trowel too. He got uh, a trowel. None of, the, none of these the statue things are holding spears or anything like that. Uh, no, if they had, the, I would have grabbed one. Yeah, That's they're, fair. they're the kind of solid body statues. Um, so they're not like the the mummy bodies out in the main room that were holding weapons. These are these are servants, right? They're not soldiers. Got it. So, um, mm-hmm. it. Is it possible to get cover from them so he can't see me? Um, you can try to hide if you want to give me a stealth roll. I don't, but I'm going to go for it because that seems more <laughs> rational than attacking well, him. You're, you're going to be at disadvantage here because he's right in front of you. Oh, okay. If he's right in front of me, then lunging at him is the only hope. Attack with a okay. candle. All right. So, uh, <laughs> or Dr. the book, Jones, whichever is more effective. I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Jones, you can fight back or dodge. I'm going to fight back. All right. <laughs> Terrible choice, but I will do it. I will spend four luck and succeed. Oh, can you spend luck on... You can spend luck on fight. You can't spend luck on on gunshots, but you can spend... I succeed as well. That's disappointing. But because (laughs) I chose to fight back, I think that means... Yeah, he wins. So Dr. Jones wins because he chose to fight back. Um, Wait, do I win? Wait, no, the other way around. Sorry, Dr. Baker wins because uh, Dr. Jones chose to fight back, and therefore Dr. Dr. Baker wins. Unless unless you want to spend your luck down, Dr. Jones. Wait, what would I need to spend to make it a? I might not, hard, not maybe not that much. A hard success. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, I also have to spend five. I spent five luck to make it a hard success. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, hang on a second. <laughs> wow, I am the chaos god. <laughs> so I spent four to get to a normal success. Um. <laughs> well, now that's only eighteen more. So sure, a hard success. <laughs> okay. In fact. <laughs> Do I have the opportunity to rebid? <laughs> well, if you spend down to an extreme doctor baker, you you do extra damage. I am going to spend <laughs> I down. I might do that. Yes, yes. Well, wait. Can, can I? Can I spend again? You you can't you can't spend down to a critical, which is the only oh, thing okay. that would beat him. Yeah, you can't oh, okay. spend down to right. one. I see. So, and then another seven to get down to extreme. Two, three. Okay. Five, six. Seven. I still so, have ten luck. Ha ha. <laughs> damage, damage plus damage. Uh, where is my damage? Gonna be in your unarmed, I assume. Damage bonus yeah. is none. Unarmed. There we go. One d three. Okay, so it's so three plus one d three. Which might kill him. <laughs> it might. <laughs> I typed it wrong, but it's still a five. <laughs> All right. Um. So. Dr. Jones, uh, this yeah. book thwaps into your head and uh, drives you to the ground. Uh, give me a con roll to see if you stay conscious. All right, that puts me at zero hit points as well. <laughs> yep. That's a lot of people landing on their necks. <laughs> I know. This. this is the most PvP game I've ever had for this scenario. It's great. <laughs> Six. That's a big right. that's a good success. You are still conscious. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that <laughs> is extremely disappointing. Success mm-hmm. on con. Um, so the creature... Uh, having sniffed around and tried to figure out uh, where Lord Percy is without any real uh, ability to do so because he did so well on his stealthing, 
uh, is going to run over to the plaster wall. So Lord Percy, you hear this as you emerge into the tunnel and it's going to start ripping chunks out of it with its bare hands and roaring. <laughs> Keep running. <laughs> so you're running into the tunnel and um, I, I need uh, you hear a loud explosion. Of course. Yeah. And I'm going to need a group luck roll. Uh, I have a 10. <laughs> anyone higher? I mean, anyone lower? I don't think anybody's lower than 10. Uh, I, I'm oh, all 19. right then. Oh, 24. Nope. Huh. Nope. nope right. Not even close. So there is a loud explosion, and you hear a scream of agony. Lord Percy uh, and and Dr. Baker, Dr. Uh, Dr. Jones, you all hear this loud scream from the creature. Good. And then the whole thing starts to fall apart. Ah, shit. The whole, As, the whole structure. As the structure begins to collapse under the weight of the explosion. And so... Uh, Can I get underneath something like the boat? You can. Uh, something that's, 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 that's not going to help. Yeah, also, also, if you are stuck in it, it's just going to pin you in there alive. Everyone uh, is going to take Everyone's going to take 56 points of damage. Dead. Five, six. <laughs> Flat. Well, Dead. I'm at negative 56 hit points. Yeah, same here. So, um... I'm so, Oh, Black Pharaoh. You, so, you can let me out. I'm going to serve you. you I was on this out. You hear this... You hear this screaming from the creature, and then the shaking of the rocks around you, and then you all feel the suffocating sand that hits your throats before the rocks fall and begin to crush you. Lord Percy, what is your last thought? Uh, I, I, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. <laughs> As you run towards the still closed yeah. slab and are crushed yep. by a rock. Dr. Baker. Yep. I still have the save me. death clutch in my hand though. <laughs> Damn it. I'll never publish. <laughs> You'll never it. publish. That's sad. Dr. Jones? My lord, save me and I'll serve you. I promise. <laughs> All right. So the, the rocks come crushing down. Flat. And everything goes black. And for a coda, Dr. Jones, your eyes open. <sighs> you are laid out on a table in what looks like a hut. And Muhammad, your foreman of the site, is standing over you. Hmm. And he's looking down at you with these deep black eyes, and he says, You serve my lord. Yes. And then he and then he smiles, he nods, he pours some oil over your naked body, and he says it is time for you to be immortal. And he shoves a hook up your nose and oh. begins removing your brain. <laughs> Mummification. Preserving you. And you spend years screaming, Dr. Jones, from inside the mummified bandages wrapped around you. Inside the dark somewhere, 
screaming to be released, screaming to feed. Mm. And that is where we'll end tonight's game. I'll call that a win. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for this journey through the necropolis. Yes. So So, I turned into child. child So was it bad to to break the wards for the rest of the world? That is. Uh, Or were they only broken? It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically you were shoved inside by the cult that worships the black Pharaoh. uh, So the children of the Sphinx. And they were keeping the wards active by offering you as blood sacrifices. Uh, uh, and you destroyed the creature with the dynamite. Uh, but it seems Dr. Jones might be taking its place. Yeah. Yeah. So the wards kept it in the tomb until its time was, was, uh, was right for it to emerge. Uh, and the children of the Sphinx would throw in uh, local archaeologists and colonizers uh for the creature to have a a nice snack uh, every every few years uh so that it wouldn't try to break out um and then you killed it so it found dr jones somehow still alive it recognized they recognized the brand on his chest and he has now become the new creature essentially awesome yeah Nice. So yes. I so, so why wait, why were they keeping it in then with the wards mm-hmm. if they're serving this thing? Well, they're they're serving the Black Pharaoh who is Narlathotep. Uh-huh. Um, that's another name for yeah, old yeah, Narl. Yep. Um, and this creature was uh, a pharaoh who served Narlathotep. Uh, oh. So he wasn't you know Narl himself, um, uh-huh. but he was promised eternal life. And then, like Doctor Jones, he found out the hard way that you don't it wasn't necessarily. A good deal. Right. And so it kind of drove the creature insane. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the locals are keeping it locked up until Njarl wants to come and take over the planet. Because Got if it. they let if they let it out, it's insane, yeah, it's, it's hungry, it's full of plague. Um, who knows what damage it will do. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's a uh, Nile keeping it down there as a strategic asset. So their job is yes. to <laughs> so, yeah. start in, find the dynamite, get to the thing, blow it open, somehow avoid the cultists. That's the only mm-hmm. way to live through this. Hey, well, is, there, is uh, there a way to live through it? There actually? is a way there is a way to live through this. Um I dropped as many uh pointers as I could. Uh-huh. If you go behind the creature to the room behind it, the one it came oh. out of, you oh. find its lair. And uh, you find a match to that fifth canopic jar. You okay. find its heart. Oh, and, if, oh, okay. and if you destroy the heart, you destroy the creature. What if uh, I destroy what, the canopic jar, the fifth canopic jar in the, the where I found it? Does that do anything? Uh, uh, if you destroyed the fifth canopic jar in that, um, in that room, it wouldn't have killed the creature, but it would have been empty. And with your successful archaeology role, you would have known that that meant the real one was somewhere else. This was a decoy. Oh, that's right, because they make decoys. I forgot about that. Nice. Yep. Mm. So there's a yeah, lot of I decoys. Gonna, I wasn't going to mm-hmm. smash anything because I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> yes. So, no. well, it doesn't stop Indiana Jones. So, sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so, you, so if you destroy the heart, you kill the creature. You can damage it and slow it down with gunshots and things. But as long mm-hmm. as the heart is uh, in the is in the jar... Uh, you can't kill it. So the dynamite actually yeah. killed it because it brought the roof Collapsed down and it crushed it. Yeah. It crushed the Collapsed. jar. Yeah. It crushed yep. the jar and therefore crushed the heart. 
Um, but there's a way to survive it. I survived it when I played this game. Uh, I was the archaeologist uh, and I went looking for that heart nice. uh, because I couldn't find it anywhere. And I'm like, well, it's got to be somewhere. And so I, I snuck around behind it into that back room. Uh, uh, and, you can and I sneak around because it can't see, right? Right. It needs light. Yeah. And so as soon ah, okay. that's why Lord Percy got advantage on um, stealthing because mm. the creature couldn't see him and it was trying to figure out where it was, nice. uh, where he was. So nice. you can, yeah, so you can stealth around and get to the heart. If you destroy that, if you get into that chamber, it's easy to find the heart. It's literally right there. Um, and you can destroy it and it kills the creature. And then you mm. can use the dynamite to blow up the wards. Uh, at the front and get out because they don't uh, matter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it doesn't matter anymore. Um, although s- you still run the risk of the dynamite, bringing the whole thing down. If, if you don't pass yeah. your luck roll. <laughs> so, but, yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. We all our luck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, those, the, I mean, both, both of those things were things I thought about. It's like, Oh yeah, the fifth jar. I bet that means something. And then blind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, also the, Oh, I hear it. I hear it beyond where we were. There must be another room. I thought, yep. but blind. Mm. <laughs> yes, uh, that was, that was but by golly, I it. got that Jones creep. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. You did. With him. <laughs> yeah. Cut me uh, back. Uh, so a, a lot of these things are things that I've added to it. I've made it a lot more sanity busting. Yeah, um, nice. As well. You should. Well, the, the way it's written is for newbies, right? And so right, it's yeah. meant to it's meant to ease people into it, which is one reason why I asked if y'all were new to Cthulhu or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you said you weren't, I'm like, yes, hard mode. Yeah, um, yep, sure. So, Going mad and dying is the fun part. Yeah, that's yes. true. It's weird um, for it. Yeah. So if Lord Percy had had managed to make it out, like you you were being eaten apart. Or eaten alive by scarab beetles. Yeah, that, that's uh, the other thing. The mummy yeah, style. I yeah, I kind of got that one. I, I was actually <laughs> yeah. wondering if those amber beads were scarab eggs. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they were. Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what, one of the reasons I was, oh, look, gold. I'll get rid of these and take the gold. That sounds better. <laughs> and what yes. about the scarab necklace? Is that, did that like infest him or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, you fail, if you fail your power roll, it uh, attaches itself to you. Um, and the, yeah. or if and you the, choose poorly in his case, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you still choose to put it on, like if you put it on at all, it attaches itself to you, whether or not you failed the power roll, because the power roll is to prevent you from putting it on in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you did that, it, the scarab itself began to dig into your skin, uh, yeah. and let all these little baby scarabs into your chest, which mm-hmm. is why the creature didn't want to eat you. Because you're full of bugs. Yeah. But also, it laughed at him for that reason. Yeah. (laughs) For that reason. Does the the inverted onk do anything or is it just like Mm -hmm. a creepy looking Uh, artifact? So the onk is the symbol of Narlathotep in Egypt Mm -hmm. in his uh, Black Pharaoh guys because the onk is a symbol of life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In tradition. Yeah. So inverted, it's death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, it's got all the tendrils and everything, and it's a yeah. powerful o- object if you're working with Njarl. Right. Um, so, no. yeah. So when you touched it, uh, it sh- and that's also something I added because it normally just takes sand or knocks you out. I added yeah. the the vi- the vision because uh, yeah, that was also a hint at the mummification. Look for the organs thing. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so I added that bit, but. You know, if Illinois had gotten a hold of it, Illinois might have been able to do something with it. 
Something um, unfortunate, probably, at that point. <laughs> something very unfortunate oh, yeah. with it. Uh, but you uh, wouldn't have been able to to do anything with it once you touched it, Lord Percy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Lots of, that, lots that of great That was great. <laughs> I love yeah, the, it was like, a lot of fun. I love the model. You, you the really kept thing. the momentum going. I, I, <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, I, I love the little locked room scenarios. Yeah. It's a really, it's a, it's a really good uh, structure for an intro mm-hmm. because there's like a, mm-hmm. you, you, there's a limitation on the number of choices you can make. Yeah. Which is really good for newbies because mm-hmm. they need yes. to have direction. Yeah, you so need to guide them. Possible. Exactly. Uh, and it also l- limits like spontaneous character interaction that can make you do stupid things. Um, <laughs> if you're a newbie, speaking from experience, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 um, it also gives you, I think, all the flair of a Call of Cthulhu scenario, like what to expect from Call of Cthulhu mm-hmm. in a, oh, a yeah. nice three to four hour package. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed no one went to read my tablets that I wrote. Um, oh, Wait, <laughs> where, are the, where are the tablets? In the treasure room. Uh, Dr. Baker stumbled across them, uh, uh, but went, but uh, kept going. Did? Yeah. Uh, I thought I... I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, sure you, it was a you, very you got, wise way. You, you got distracted by something, but the tablets yep. are a, hit, a hymn to Narlathotep mm. um, that, that I wrote for this scenario. Oh, um, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that would be good for my brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'm going to get all all of them into cultists at this point. That would be oh, great. But no. <laughs> so, nice. yeah. And, um, the the ending with Illinois becoming part of the the cult is also something I wrote uh, because uh, yeah well because you chose to follow him and then that little prayer you added at the end like save me and I'll serve yes. you uh, <laughs> it's like okay I know what I'm doing with this nice uh, which was very fun because now you get to be an abomination for someone else in the future <laughs> yeah great nice <laughs> I mean that's that's classic that's how you end a classically end like a Call of Cthulhu scenario is having oh, yeah. a, a hook for another scenario in the you've stopped yeah. the horror but you've become it yeah. yeah. Well, it's not it's not fun when just everybody dies, right? Like you have to have some kind of horrific thing in there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um right. so that worked out very nicely. Also, also you spending all of your luck to get down to 10. Dan <laughs> just like, <laughs> well, I know who's failing their uh their group luck roll in one more round. Oh, well, maybe yep. you should have rolled better, Dan. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like that's oh. ever happened. that's great Uh, nobody crit fails anyway so many but it was great fun I enjoyed uh, playing Mm -hmm. that scenario with y'all loved having you run it for us you did a great job we really Mm -hmm. had a great time yeah yeah and of the of the intro Call of Cthulhu scenarios like I wasn't aware of this one we've run Mm -hmm. a lot of the other intro ones like Lightless Beacon and Mm -hmm. uh, The Haunting and all that stuff so it's a. Uh, it's good to have. I, it. I think this is a real solid one. I think yeah. so too. I think I like might like it more than like lightless speaking. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I had to change a bunch of stuff in lightless speaking to make it better. Yeah, out of all <laughs> I like the, the haunting, the haunting's a classic. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, the characters can just leave anyway. Yeah, yeah out, out they the, should. Out of all the intro scenarios, Necropolis is my favorite because they can't leave. Yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. there, there's a small possibility of success, but. It makes the motivation real clear. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's very it's very clear on motivation, right? Because you mm-hmm. you know why you're here, and you're also underground, and you need to get out. That's another motivation. Um, but also, you have the horrors, you have the investigation, you have the reading, you have um, 
all of these things that just fit so well together mm-hmm. and you don't really have to change anything if you're yeah. if you're running for new people yeah um the only thing i changed was like they, they had suggested pregens and i took the idea of you know the dilettante and the archaeologist and so on mm-hmm. then i made my own sheets mm-hmm. um yeah. just because i wanted better stat allotment <laughs> because yeah. like why I mean, give it, why give the it, dilettante fifty points in drive auto when they're not going to be driving yeah, auto? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, but in Baker general, had some uh, mm-hmm. limitations there on what he could actually do. Did anybody have any combat stats besides the one guy who was? I like, had a fifty percent in handgun, so I would have been like, okay, you could have. Yeah, if he'd gotten the gun, he could have he could have used yeah. it. I have a twenty five in fighting. I have mm-hmm. I have I have no points, yeah, no extra points. points but also, I was twenty percent like, stealth, which was killed not him. There's no way. It's also a Call of Cthulhu game and like meta game. Like throwing dynamite at it and running is probably going to be your best, is as good as anything. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's and, solid plan. And I, I like that there's this you know stick of dynamite so people can get the traditional kind of yeah. Cthulhu investigator feel uh, yeah, if they yeah. decide to use it. Um, but I think I think it also just it doesn't require changing anything. I found that a lot of the other intro scenarios require major changes mm-hmm. to make them actually work. Uh-huh. Uh, especially if you're try- trying to do them in one setting um, or there's just like no motivation. Why are we here? Why are we doing this? Or yep. you could be like one group that got to the house and the haunting is like, what the fuck? I'm out of here. There's no reason for me to be here. <laughs> so yeah, I just have the dimensional chandler pursue them for, Forever is what I say. Well, the pro, the pro, the pro, the most pro move in the haunting is to not not even go to the house at all and just tell the guy who hired you that he went there and that it's definitely haunted. And that he <laughs> <needs to> be- <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. I've, I've literally had someone go, "Well, why can't I just do that?" I'm like, "Because we need to play the game. Because yeah, we have three hours and we're supposed to have fun." It's yeah. called yeah. premise denial, and well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... In one alternate universe, you did the smart thing. In this one... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, remember, smart does not equal fun in Call of Cthulhu. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so hey, uh, do you have anything you want to plug before we uh, sign off here? That's right. Yeah, sure. Uh, So you can check out the Horror on the Orient Express uh, campaign on the Old Ways podcast, wherever you find your podcasts. We are classic 1920s campaign. Uh, and with the Horror on the Orient Express setting, we've got a really great cast there. Uh, I'm also running a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle uh, called Blood Moon Rising. It's a custom chronicle that I wrote over on the Old Ways podcast. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with our coterie. So if you enjoy vampires, uh, we're exploring San Francisco by night. And then lastly, check out uh, Ain't Slayed Nobody, the Down Darker Trails uh, Cthulhu podcast. We just started season two. The very first episode will be launching this week on Tuesday, I believe. And I play a gunslinger um, with a heart of gold named Patience. That's on Old Ways also? Uh, That's on Ain't Slight Nobody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I've got my fingers in a lot of things. uh, Did you guys finish (laughs) the horror on the Orient Express? Oh, we're not even close to finishing. Wonderful. (laughs) We just got out of Milan. (laughs) There's a lot of Orient Express. There's a lot of Orient Express. Orient. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but they're all fun campaigns, and uh, we have a lot of a lot of good players and a lot of horror and shenanigans. So, I hope you'll mm-hmm. enjoy checking those out. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for playing with us. We loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a great time. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having yep. me. Yeah, I had a great time. And we'll I enjoyed see murdering you. Later. you. Yeah. Yep. Good night, internet. Good night, it's internet. All for you, internet.